No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and we're back again with, listen, Tariq, you got so many titles, man. Yeah, yeah. We're back with Tariq Nasheed, but what should people know Tariq Nasheed as, man? Um, author, filmmaker, uh, activist, game advisor, mm. so many hats, museum owner, so many things I do. Revolutionary? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Yo, listen, Tariq always shows up with a fresh hairline, right? Yes. Now yeah. I just found out that, that, that like, this is like a so so it's a ritual, right? So yeah, we're cause Tariq and a few guys in, in the office as well, they get haircuts. Well, not haircuts, but like just like the shape ups, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Every week. And then get like the fade, you know, like <laughs> right, like retouch every like two, two, three weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't find the need in getting the shape up retouched every week. <laughs> I just wait until until the haircut in two weeks. That's an FBA thing. I told Flacco off camera. That's kind of an FBA thing to keep the hairline crisp. Why though? Like, like um, because look, we as we came out of slavery, as foundation of Black Americans, yeah. man, we wanted to make a good impression on the world because they made us so raggedy during slavery. When Got we came out of slavery, we wanted to say, hey, now we have the opportunity to show you how fresh we are. Yeah. Some of the first barbering schools were black people. They were running them. Mm -hmm. Black people were some of the first barbers in the country. They were oh, um, cutting white people's hair. Yeah. Um, you had some of the first barbering schools coming out of Philadelphia, which is why Philly is known for so uh, some mm. of their most thorough cuts. So we've always had yeah. a thing about having fresh fades, fresh lineups and all that. So it's kind of an FBA culture. Yo, hey, hey, so look, so if I get a fresh shape up every week, would I be able to blend in as an FBA? You might. You might. <laughs> we got to wash the Joloff stains off, but you might be able to blend in. See, Paco said he get his joint hit up like every two weeks. See, that's, that's, that's non-FBA stuff right there. Because y'all be trying to save money. <laughs> y'all a little more frugal with your family. Yo, <laughs> mad frugal, bro. I'm talking yeah. about, listen, man, like, as a kid, bro, like, like my dad had us like, like, like probably haircuts every month, right? Cause and that's said, why y'all asses was get lit up and roasted in school. <laughs> I'm talking, my bro, it was bad, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, nah, it was horrible, man. Yeah. It was bad, man. No, but with a fresh haircut, though, mm -hmm. how closely will I will will I be able to pass off as an FBA? Well, the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> or or. Or is the accent just you know, yeah? The accent we'll know from the accent. Yeah. Sometimes some of y'all get the haircuts and y'all trick niggas. Yeah, but yeah, the accent we know the accent. But yeah, we all good. That's this is my brother. Yeah, man. Yo, Tariq. Yes, sir. You gotta have a praying mother, man, because your enemies mm. <laughs> have mm. been falling, man. Yes, they have. Uh, yes, they have. Man, hair, bro. Like, and like we will actually talk about talk about. I think one of them later on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's get to Kanye, man. Yeah. Yeah. A lot happened this morning, but let's just first backtrack first. Yeah. And then we can get to this morning. So, what was your whole take on the whole Kanye DefCon, De like DefCon 3 and his whole, I guess, folks was, I guess, I guess labeling Kanye as anti Semitic, right? Right, right. right. Yeah. See, with Kanye, see the difference between Kanye and Kyrie. Um, we've been defending Kyrie. Kyrie didn't do anything anti-Semitic. He yeah. didn't say anything anti-Semitic. Yeah. He shared a link that's on Amazon yes. that anybody can get. He didn't put any context to it. It's like, hey, check this out. So they tried to reframe him as being anti-Semitic. We yeah. were totally against that. Kanye is a little bit harder to defend because Kanye was like, I'm about to go DEFCON 3 on Jews. and all. So mm -hmm. you can't really defend that. You don't say stuff like that. That's well, not on code. Well, well, isn't like DEFCON 3 kind of like, like uh, so like the U.S. military has like the... DEFCON system, right? Where right, like pretty right. much like DEFCON 3 just means, yo, like we are now ready to, to defend ourselves 
and like we have like labeled like this particular target as necessary, right? Right. So if so if Kanye's saying that DEFCON 3 means yo, I'm just ready to defend myself against, let's say, people who have been attacking me. Right. Yeah. He didn't specify it like that. Gotcha. Because he, you said, I'm going DEFCON 3 on the June. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't, well, you don't say stuff like that. You don't go in on an entire group of people. Yeah. There are Jewish people who are actually cool. There's mm-hmm. Jewish people mm-hmm. who are not racist. I, we like to point out, even with me, people look at me as um, like a, a prominent um, black figure about justice. Um, I don't really go in on white people. I, I go in on white supremacy. Absolutely. There's a difference between white people and white supremacists. Yes, sir. Because all white people are not white supremacists. Um, within Jewish society, you don't go in, I'm going to go in on the Jews because there are some Jewish people who are not on that bullshit. Absolutely. You do have some anti-black racists within that society. You go in on them. You specify yeah. who you're going to go in on. You just don't label people and just hit them all at, at once at, as one monolithic group based on their ethnicity. That's a problem. Okay? Yeah, in fact. Now, do you think the punishment was, I guess, do you think like his like punishment fits his crime when, I guess, Adidas canceled uh, his deals, Bill Inzaga canceled his deals, he lost a lot of partnerships? Yeah. Well, the thing is, Kanye walked right into that one because if you're a black man in a certain position, yeah. you got that kind of paper, they want you to make a mistake Absolutely. so they can go in on you. He walked right into it. I mean, he mm-hmm. walked into that so easily, and they started snatching billions from this dude within days. You've never seen somebody lose billions. Two in billion day, in a day. In, in a damn day. You've mm-hmm. never seen that. So as a black person, you got to be on your P's and Q's and you have to be cognizant of what you say mm-hmm. when you are running a, a corporation like that. Now Kanye opened himself up to some of his white employees to sue him, which many of them are doing now. Wow. You see? So you got to be very careful when you spew certain things. When you get that kind of position, you don't have to say everything that's on your mind. Yeah. You dig? You have to have some decorum about what you do and, and be more codified with your language. Yeah, man. Now there are black people saying, yo, this is just a... Grand plan, he self sabotaged so he could be free. Like, what's your <laughs> response no, to that? That's goofball talk. That's not <laughs> yeah. how you do it because he's not free. He's not, nobody's doing business with him like that. He went into sketches, they threw him out of the sketches building. He's trying to get connections. You need connections if you're in that type of industry. Absolutely. And you have a lot of people who are looking at him with a, a black cloud over his head. And mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for him to make some real good deals now. You don't throw money like that away. You can do so much more with that type of money for the community than to just sabotage yourself like that. Now he's running around with a bunch of these um, suspected white supremacists <laughs> yeah. now. Your boy, <laughs> Nick Lionass Quintez. <laughs> Nick got on here and lied. Yo, bro, bro, speak on it, man. Yeah. Nick said that, well, Tariq, that little whiny white person, <laughs> yeah. well, Tarek, you know, well, Tarek, I, we've never um, asked him to, to debate me. I, I showed emails of yeah. him and his, his people <laughs> yeah. repeatedly emailing me, offering me money to do a damn debate with him. So yeah. that wasn't a lie. But running around with Nick Fuentes, man, I mean, that that's a bad look all the way around. You yeah. don't want that kind of energy. This guy says reckless stuff about um, non-white people. Um, black people in particular, and Kanye running around with these alt-right people, that, that's not a chess move. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is this guy doing? What's Kanye's agenda? How does Kanye view other black people? Absolutely. If you're with Milo and, and Candace Owens, who hates black people, mm-hmm. and some of these other people who spew anti-black racism. What's your purpose of being around these people? That's why I can't really defend Kanye like that. Nah, that's a fact right now. Like, like give me your initial reaction to when you've seen he was 
Because, like, I think Milo is now his manager, right? Like, Milo is now yeah, his... Something like that. Yeah. He's like his campaign manager yeah. or something like that. So it's all over the place. Um, when I first heard about the whole thing, when he was... Well, first of all, before he went DEFCON on the Jews and all yeah. that nonsense, he was running around, remember, with White Lives Matter shirts. So he oh. was already prepping us for the yeah. bullshit. <laughs> you yeah. So, yeah. And people try to chop it up as him being bipolar. Um, I don't know if bipolar this makes you into a coon because he's doing some real cooning right now. And that's just not a good look. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that White Lives Matter shirt, so people, yeah. so like, you know, uh, folks will say, yo, Kanye just wore a shirt that says White Lives Matter. If he never says Black Lives Don't Matter, then like it's not really cooning. So like just speak on him wearing that White Lives Matter shirt. Like, like Well, yeah. uh, White Lives Matter, that whole narrative came out of the opposition to black people saying, hey, we don't want to be killed by race soldiers out here, yeah. which is part of the so-called Black Lives Movement. And I don't like to speak on the Black Lives Movement too heavy because that was controlled opposition. Mm. You had people infiltrate that and rebrand that into an all lives matter situation within itself because yeah. when black people got killed, you had a lot of activists on the grassroots who would go out here in the streets and stomp for the for justice for them. And then all of a sudden we see these activists who were funded by white sources mm -hmm. come out there talking about, yeah, black lives matter and black trans matter too. <laughs> like, what the what? And, and, uh, yeah, it's and not black Asians and just all of this stuff. Yeah. It turns into an all lives matter thing. And then when the money came, all of these other groups started getting money. No black organizations really got any of that paper. The black masses, we didn't benefit off that. Yeah. So who infiltrated it, though? Um, the dominant white society and the left-wingers were the main ones who were infiltrating it. Yeah. Because, see, they go out there and act like they're the allies. Say, hey, yes, we're, we're with you. We're going to march with you. And then they start putting up these Act Blue donation pages all over the place. Mm -hmm. And then all of this money starts coming in. And nobody knows where the money goes. They said that the Black Lives Matter, as an organization, yeah. collected like, what, $90 million or possibly more yeah. than that. But the only people that they point out mismanaging the money are a few black people. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This black person right here had $6 million. This other black person had $4 million and they yeah. bought houses. Okay, where's the other $80 million? Absolutely. You, you dig? Yeah. The white people who got that money, what did yeah. they buy? You yeah. Because we damn sure didn't get it as a black community. Yeah, no, no, so we got to call all of it out. Right. Wait, so like you even just just like spoke on that, though, like the one lady, bro, like again, I I hate counting pockets, right? Because like- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, because like, like how do I say that her buying five houses is from that money, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I didn't jump on <laughs> yeah. that thing because the white media was throwing that out there. Oh, this woman who's the leader of Black Lives Matter bought all these houses. So I'm like, okay, she, that's her paper. She could do whatever she wants to do with her money. Mm. But you're going to have to put everybody out there. Okay, yeah. What did all of these other groups buy too? Yeah. You got to put the white people out there too because the white people made the bulk of the money and that money did not go to producing any type of justice for black people. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's true, but they said that George Soros has a like 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 has like an intricate role in Black Lives Matter? Is that yeah? True? They've been pointing out for for years that George Soros has underwritten a lot of these nonprofits that's connected with yeah. Black Lives Matter. Oh wow! And um and, and we do know that the the DNC, a lot of top brass from that organization, they get money from lobbyists and then they funnel that money into these Black Lives Matter organizations. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden they start talking about black trans. And yeah. then what happens is the white LGBT starts getting a hold of all of that money. And then we get laws passed to protect white LGBT people instead of black people. So yeah. it's a big finesse that goes on. Not big finesse. Yeah. Now, can there ever be an instance where uh 
program ran by white money for black people can still have, I guess, uh, the purest of interest for, for black people, right? Like, like if let's say like a program for saving black kids, mm -hmm. if that program was ran purely by white dollars, can that program still be for black people? Well, let's look at history. Many programs for so-called black people, they've been run by white people. And how has that worked so far? <laughs> yeah. Look over in Africa. Many of those Save the Children programs and Feed the Children programs are solely run by white people. Yeah. It has not gotten better. At all. These are finesse games. They go over there saying, hey, look, we got some rice for the hungry babies. <laughs> we're going to feed you. And by the way, when we're yeah. feeding you, we're going to be mining all the cobalt over here. We're going to be getting all the diamonds, but you're going to get a nice bowl of rice. Yeah. So aren't we so great? It's, that, it's a hustle, man. Rice and dry stew with no meat. Exactly. It's a hustle. They, they've always sent in the missionaries, then the military. Yeah. You understand? Uh -huh. That's been the tactic of the white supremacists since they started getting around indigenous people. Yeah, man. And like, uh, do you feel though, like the, um, like the, like the Republican Party have used Kanye as their blackface, or like, you know, I think, think like he even spoke on like how Elon Musk will kind of like parade him around to these parties as his cool black friend, right? So do you mm -hmm. feel like? feel like Kanye was being used by that party for years? Yeah, but he wanted to be used. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you dig? He's the one who yeah. ran around with that MAGA hat, um, um, hugging on Trump like a plantation <laughs> sambo. He's doing all of that stuff. Yeah. So they're just utilizing his ignorance. He's yeah. going along with the program. And of course they're going to use him as a mascot. Notice, with all of this stuff in the backlash going against Kanye, you don't see too many people from the right defending Kanye. No. They're not defending him. He's out here shooting himself in the foot using these right-wing talking points, mm -hmm. but they're not saving him and they're not doing anything to help him. Yeah. Yo, like, uh, do you think that Kanye is high IQ? Because, like... Okay, so so like when Kanye spewed these like talking points, right? Mm -hmm. They sound like incoherent, mm -hmm. you know, like less solid than like when I hear less like a Nick Fuentes or oh, or a kid is always yeah. or like Milo, right? Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's like they got the sauce until I make that shit sounds good. Right. You know? See, Candace Owens, Nick Fuentes, they know they're <laughs> full of shit. Okay, that's yeah. the thing. They're intelligent to know what they're saying. Yeah. The talking points. From a, a think tank. Yeah. Th that's all it is. They're, they're spewing white right-wing talking points from these think tanks. Yeah. Kanye believes that stupid shit that he been saying. <laughs> and that's the problem. He thinks that that shit is deep. Yeah. And it's not. And he doesn't understand that he's spewing talking points from these groups who don't give a shit about him. Man. Now, speaking of self-sabotage... And stupid shit. Let's mm -hmm. like fast forward to now. Kanye West went on Alex Jones this morning. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so like when you first heard heard that Kanye West was going on Alex Jones, did you at least have any type of like like encouragement? Like you know, maybe he would you know you know you know present himself well. Uh, I, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I no. said, Lord, why is he doing this? And it, it's almost like they're setting him up to fail. Yeah. Why would they, if you had some real people around you? Mm -hmm. They wouldn't let you go on one of these platforms where that type of rhetoric is kind of known and it can be cultivated yeah. and it can be, be misconstrued mm -hmm. because nobody on those platforms are going to, they're not going to pull you back and stop mm -hmm. you. You understand? Yeah. So he gets on Alex Jones talking about Hitler wasn't that bad. And I'm like, oh my God. I mean, they're letting this dude, they're giving yeah. him the rope to hang himself. Yeah. yeah. And what's even more dangerous to me is, is they was like letting him go. While, while saying, oh, no, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No, oh, no, I hate Hitler. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You feel me? And he did the same thing on Tim Cast. It was a, yeah. the Tim Cast the other day. He was talking that stuff, and mm -hmm. um, Tim Cast kind of pushed back a little bit yeah. with a fake pushback, and Kanye got up and walked off. 
So he's all over the place with it. Yeah, man. Like it's kind of like, yo, oh no, speak, make us money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and like, hell oh, yeah. no. oh God, we're gonna oppose what you're saying, but keep talking. That type of thing. Yeah, they want him to say all that stuff. Right now, now like his boy Nick was there as well. Right now. Kanye saying, I don't hate Hitler. I like Hitler. I like the Nazis. Can there ever be a nuanced conversation about people like that? Because, like, look, so, like, if he says, listen, man, like, um, I'm a Christian. I see the good in everybody, right? That don't work. When you use Hitler, you <laughs> shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. You dig? That's like a white person saying, well, there were some good slave owners. You know, if you say that, hey, what, what are you talking about? They do, though. Yeah, you try to. and then it George Washington, them, Thomas Jefferson? Yeah. You feel me? But it makes them look bad when they try to go yeah. that route. So Kanye talking about Hitler did some good things. There's no coming back from that. There's <laughs> no coming back. He, it, is he done now? Man, it's it looked like it's going to be all downhill and... We have to understand, you don't put yourself in that position to sabotage yourself and lose all of that money, all of that affluence <laughs> yeah, that man. you had, because you had a lot of influence. You had a, you were in a position where you could help a lot of people. You don't have to say every little quirky thing that pops in your head if you're in that position. Yeah. So Kanye, I don't know what his goal is now, but he's messing up big time. Now, let's assume Kanye never wore the, wore the White Lives Matter shirt, right? Yeah. And he never, I guess, ostracized himself among black folks. Yeah. Let's assume Kanye West was still, well, black folks were still rallying around Kanye West. Mm -hmm. Could he have survived the cancellation of the Jewish people? Um, well, the, the problem is yeah. he's rolling with the alt right now. You <laughs> yeah. dig what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He's literally yeah. rolling with the alt right. <laughs> yeah. So these guys are bad news. So the reason yeah. he was using those talking points. Those are talking points that the white supremacists like to use. Yeah. Because the white supremacists never like being called out. Mm -hmm. When you call out white supremacists, they say, oh, no, it's not us. It's the Jews who's really running stuff and doing everything. Yeah. So that gets the heat off them. Mm -hmm. So I don't fall for that. It's the, the White supremacy is the problem. Mm -hmm. um, it's not Jewish supremacy because there are black Jewish people who are decimated and they're discriminated against and they have no power. It's not a religious thing. It's a racial thing and it's a racial group, the white supremacists, who are dominating and controlling everything. Yeah, man. So we have to point that out. Yeah. Now, like, they even, like, spoke about being outside of the matrix and, like, going for who actually run things. So mm -hmm. from, from, like, your perspective, man, because, like, we can say, like, Trump, Biden, like, they'll run shit, right? Like, yeah. who do you think run all of this, man? Dude, the code of white supremacy <laughs> yeah. runs everything. See, yeah. they think there's not some Wizard of Oz in a room ah. somewhere pushing buttons. Mm -hmm. White supremacy, it gets its power from all of the participants being on code. Yeah. That's why the most lowly white person has more power than the most upstanding black person. Yeah. For example, Bill Cosby, mm -hmm. damn near billionaire. Mm -hmm. It was broke white women that took <laughs> him down. You understand? <laughs> yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse is a trailer trash hillbilly. Yeah. That man had a million dollars worth of whiteness because he went into a courtroom and the courtroom bent over backwards to protect him. Mm -hmm. That's what white supremacy means. A black person, we couldn't pay for what happened with <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. A judge to sit there and act like you're a lawyer? Yeah. And then the white media to sit here and protect you too? Yeah. Whiteness has a monetary value. Mm -hmm. So when a person says, well, my family came over here to America and we didn't have no money. Yo, yes, you did. You had a million dollars worth of whiteness. Yeah. And that whiteness <laughs> meant something. That's why you brought your broke ass over here from the slums of Europe yeah. to come over here and enjoy the benefits of your whiteness. Yeah, man. No, but like speak on Cal Rittenhouse, right? Because yeah. even me, like I've always said, man, and he was being attacked and, and, and you know, and, 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 and he shot back in self-defense. So mm -hmm. 
if I see that, man, how can I like truly say to lock up this 17-year-old kid in jail for life? Because life is a long time, you know? If a black person was on video saying, hey, those protesters need to be shot. I wish I had my gun. <laughs> yeah. I would shoot those protesters. Yeah. You're saying this on film. Yeah. And then there's another film of you beating up a girl. Yeah. Like Kyle Rittenhouse. There's a video of him beating up a girl at school. Yes. Yes, I've seen that. Then he goes out here with a white supremacist group, yeah. the Proud Boys and the other ones, looking for trouble. Yeah. Nobody told them to go out there. He crossed state lines illegally with a gun that he wasn't supposed to have. He's too young to have it. Yeah. And then you go out here instigating a situation mm -hmm. because there's also video of Kyle Rittenhouse running up to black people because it looks like he wanted to ambush black people. Mm -hmm. But black people saw what he was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hey, we know you. You were pointing your gun at us. Yeah. They were saying to Kyle, you yeah. pointed your gun at us earlier, man. We ain't rocking with you because yeah. Kyle was running around acting like he was a medical guy, like he was a medic. Gotcha. He wasn't a medic. A 17 year old kid, yeah. No, yeah, he yeah. wasn't a medic. He had no medical training and he's running around, hey, you need medical? They were like, no, you, you tried <laughs> to shoot at us, man. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So some the white cats stepped in because mm -hmm. they saw what Kyle was, was doing. They were trying to get him out of there. Yeah. And then Kyle started busting, which was the plan. They were going to try to ambush people, which yeah. he did. And then you get into a courtroom and a judge is sitting here saying, we can't show the video of you saying you want to shoot protesters. Yeah. We can't show videos of you beating up a girl. We can't call the people you killed victims. Yeah. That was white supremacy on display <laughs> all day. Yeah, you man. Did? Yeah, man. Now, like, he's actually, bro, like, like, he's now on Twitter popping his shit, man. Yes, he's popping his collar. He... And then you get out and you're you're you have a video game called the Turkey Shoot. Yeah. He has a, a video game where <laughs> he's shooting that, yeah. turkeys. A black person can never do no <laughs> shit like that, dude. Come on. Yeah, man. <laughs> now, nah, do you like like uh, think that he will have a future or or like it's his fifty minutes of fame about to be up? Here's the thing: you got to understand yeah. how white supremacy works because even in Jim Crow. Even though the white supremacists enjoyed the privilege of white supremacy, they knew how evil each other were. They knew how they, yeah, they yeah. were. They knew. They didn't trust yes, each other. That's why they didn't raise each other's kids. Mm -hmm. They would get black people to raise their kids for them. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. They didn't want to leave their kids <laughs> with other white supremacists. Not enough facts. You feel me? Yeah, they didn't hate yeah. us too much. They knew that we would take care of their kids. <laughs> so same thing with the, the Zimmermans. Like, Zimmerman was a hero for a minute, but don't... White society ain't really fucking with Zimmerman like that. He's a killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know. Rittenhouse. They know that this guy is off the chain. They're not going to mm -hmm. really have him in a serious setting. Mm -hmm. That that could be uh, um, a civil um, lawsuit, yeah, potential lawsuit hazard having this He's guy being sued around. Right now too. He's being sued. Yeah. So if you really employ this guy and he does something crazy, knowing his background, so that's a some kind of litigation nightmare for some corporations. So he will be propped up as a hero to the far-right supremacists, but they ain't really rocking with him in legitimate white society yeah. like that. They're on code with him, though, nah, to the point fact. where they're not going to punish him. Right. But rocking with him, <laughs> nah, we're going to back up off <laughs> you like that. Nah, nah, and that's true right now. Like um, You also spoke on George Zimmerman, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, what's your take on this, man, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like, like, there's just always, like, I think Jay-Z said this, right? Mm -hmm. Yo, know, like, y'all killed X... And let George Zimmerman live. Mm -hmm. The streets is done. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. like, like, what's your take on that? It took a white man <laughs> to see him in public and bust yeah, him. Bust on him. Yeah. 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 Do us as black folks have to own that? Yeah. Well, you know, to be fair, they have been hiding this guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because don't nobody know exactly where he is now. 
Mm-hmm. I heard he was in Arizona. I don't know if he's still in Florida. So nobody knows exactly where he is. They kind of been low-key hiding him. So I... I I'll give him that. Now, if this was a situation out here in L.A., they would have found his ass. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> fast. They, they would have they got his ass. If Zimmerman was, was out here, fast. they would have been waiting around at every bar or whatever he frequent. They would they would have got him. But, um, again, they don't. nobody really knows where he is at this point. Yeah, man. Now, speaking of Kyrie, right? Yeah. Now, when you seen the list they gave Kyrie. Man. Was that buck breaking at its finest? Th- that was them trying to degrade that man. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm glad he didn't go for the fall for the bait. That was overkill, them mm-hmm. trying to make him apologize and give money. and 500 k Yeah, trying to get 500 That was buck-breaking all day, and I'm glad he didn't go for that because right now with Jerry Jones, they're sweeping the Jerry Jones situation mm. under the rug, and Jerry Jones was actively engaging in Jim Crow racism <laughs> yeah. on camera yeah. You know, back in the, the 1950s, and they're trying to make that seem like it's ancient history, but they're burying that under the rug. So... With, with black people, they have to do overkill to try to make an, an example out of Kyrie yeah. because he's a proxy for all of us. So they're trying to smack him around to say, hey, you other black folks, you better get in line. And they weren't used to the pushback that they're getting mm-hmm. because we're not going for that. Yeah, man. Now, for like folks like myself, right, who, yeah. you know, I don't really understand like most things, right, when it comes to like Kyrie saying, I know who I am in terms of he is a Hebrew, right? Mm-hmm. So... What's black folks, I guess, lineage that trace back to, like, you know, like the Hebrews? Yeah, now, there are black people who have Jewish lineage. And, yeah. um when you go back in history, you'll see that they were black Jews. They yeah. were black Hebrews. Um, there's tribes over in Africa now, South Africa, Zimbabwe, who are jet black. They could trace their ancestry, and they've done DNA tests showing that their lineage goes back to Judah, to Israel. So th- these are facts. These yeah. are, there are black people who um, have... Hebrew backgrounds. So as far as us here, we can do DNA testing and we can kind of do lineage testing and see who's who, but we're so mixed up with different cultures now, it would be hard to tell to a certain degree if we haven't been practicing um, Judaism in in decades or even centuries. So that would be kind of hard to tell. Now, the thing that's interesting, why there is Mm anti-Semitism and why anti-Semitism became prevalent in Germany Mm -hmm. was because the Nazis and the other white supremacists, they said, well, the reason we don't like Jewish people is because they're really Negroes. That was them saying that. Yeah. You look at Mein Kampf by Hitler, and he's using the word nigger all in the book. (laughs) Wow. He kept referring to Jews as Negroes. Wow. So that was the issue that they had with Jewish people. They have these Negro genes that they're trying to sneak in Mm -hmm. around us strong Aryans. So we have to get that Negro gene out of here. So when they say a black person is anti-Semitic, well, that means you're anti-black to a certain degree because what they don't like about the Jews is the black gene that they say that they have. Wow. It's a real heavy dynamic. Wait, like, so, like, if if Kanye noticed, <laughs> why would Kanye even like, 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 co-sign that shit? Because Kanye is all over the place. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging around with a bunch of, of people, these white supremacist groups, who's spewing this nonsense, and he's not articulating himself yeah. right, and that's the problem. Yeah, I man, Kanye probably probably don't like even know you, right? Like, right. He's just like regurgitating, man. Now. Jerry Jones, right? So uh, Jerry Jones, a picture came out from 1957. He yeah. he claims he he was 14 years old, mm-hmm. um, and he was with a group of people that was trying to stop the desegregation of North Little Rock High School. Mm-hmm. Now he says, "Yo, I was 14 years old. I did not know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I was just coming to see." 
Now, one, do you believe his statements of, yo, I was not involved, I was just curious. No, 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 he wasn't there as a damn cheerleader for nobody. You were there practicing racism. <laughs> they were beating the shit out of them black people. And he's right there dead yeah. in the mix. So yeah. don't say, act like you were just standing there watching. And I don't want to hear about that he was a baby. They tried to baby fight my motherfuckers now. Yeah. Oh, he was so young. Look, Tamir Rice was young when they killed him in Cleveland. 12, you right? Yeah, 12 yeah. years old. Um, Mike Brown was 18 when they killed him. Yeah. Trayvon Martin was 17 when they killed him. So black teenagers are punished and killed regularly. And, and also, this whole, it was so long ago, let's just let it go. There was an 18-year-old woman in Nazi Germany who was a secretary. They found her recently, mm -hmm. and they wheeled her ass in court, and they gave her a breathing machine or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, we don't give a damn how long ago that was. If you were a teen who didn't know better, you participated in something that harmed our group, so you're going to bring your <laughs> ass to court right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 right. So, yeah. Everybody should be punished. If we're going to punish one group, punish everybody. Yeah. So uh, what do you think the appropriate punishment would be? Um, the same thing that they tried to do with Kyrie. Yes. Um, give some money to black organizations. Yeah. Give a few million. Mm -hmm. um, apologize to black society. Mm -hmm. Set up some scholarships and give money to some of these nonprofits. Um, fight for... Um, um, Kaepernick to come back to the league. Yeah. You dig? Well, Stuff like that. He, wait, wait, wait. Like, can Cap still play? Cap can still play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. Jerry Jones was one of the people telling folks not to kneel and all that stuff, remember? He That's was, true. Yeah. He was and the, he warned them. Yeah. He, he was warning people like a plantation owner. So now he needs to have a, a Colin Kaepernick shirt on. Yeah. He needs to be oh, representing man. for Colin Kaepernick, apologizing to Colin Kaepernick. None. Do the same thing that they tried to do to Kyrie. You know? Yeah. It, it, like, do you like feel like here? So, so, um, Kyrie, right? So do you feel like Kyrie was only punished because the, I guess the commissioner was a Jewish guy, and who says, yo, like, again, I ain't never seen him so, like, because he's usually an easygoing, calm guy, but he either said and threats to Kyrie, yo, like, I'm going to see you. Mm. You feel me? Right, right. So you feel like Kyrie, like, the bulk of, like, his punishment actually came from because the commissioner was a Jewish guy. No. You know what it came from? Kyrie had been standing up to them people anyway. Yeah. Because remember, they tried to give him the jab, mm -hmm. and he wouldn't take it. Mm -hmm. So they look at brothers who do that as little uppity Negroes. Mm -hmm. So they want to make an example out of him, because he stood his ground. He's like, hey, I, don't, I just won't play. I ain't taking that shit. Mm -hmm. They don't want other black people getting that kind of vibe, because that, can, that becomes contagious. Mm -hmm. And if you have so many other players being influenced by Kyrie saying, hey, I'm not going to do everything these people tell us to do. Mm -hmm. Let's stand together in solidarity and let's shut this bullshit down and let's start making power moves. See, mm -hmm. that's yes. where that will lead to. So they have to make an example out of the black person who's um, running off the plantation, so to speak. Yeah. So that's what they tried to do with Kyrie. That whole thing where they manufactured, that's a manufactured beef, him tweeting a link to a movie without any context to it, and mm -hmm. then labeling him anti-Semitic. Mm -hmm. That's a bad faith argument, you that, dig? But, but they use the I'm white and I say so narrative to try to punish black people. Man, right, so 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 like now like let's actually like uh, transition into Twitter. Yeah. Now Elon Musk just purchased Twitter. Mm -hmm. Now he's saying he's for free speech. Yeah. And he's saying he's about to start unbanning accounts. He, he like unbanned Trump, unbanned other people, right? Yeah. Now, are you pro him unbanning a lot of these guys who got banned? I am. Yeah. I am. Because um, I think they unbanned Minister Farrakhan, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't like banning people 
if you know they just have an opinion that's different. Yeah. Now, if people are getting into dangerous behavior, mm -hmm. you have to check these accounts. Yeah. But um, some of these, I didn't want him to ban Trump. I didn't think that was cool. You no. know, I didn't think that was cool at all. Um, let Trump say what he has to say. Let people see what's popping with it. Yeah. Um, the thing is, what he is doing, from what I understand, they're starting to ban people who speak against police brutality. Now that's wow. not cool. You dig? Yeah, a lot nah, of people who are, yeah, so don't do that. Don't say I'm all for free speech, but when people are talking about non-justice, you ban them. So yeah. don't ban nobody if that's the case. How do we deal with hate speech? Because I think like Jordan Peterson says, there's really only two options, right? Mm -hmm. Is we ban it all in terms of rights, right? And then figure out which rights to grant as time goes on or allow everything, right? Mm -hmm. Now... And he also said, yo, like, the only possible option for, like, communal harmony is to allow it all. Because once we start figuring out what to ban, that's when we get into, okay, who's going to, to decide what to ban? And mm -hmm. that's an easy road to, 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 like, tyranny. So, like, how do we deal with hate speech? Do we just allow people to rebuttal them online or should we ban them? Well, the thing is... Um a lot of hate speech will lead to normalization of demonizing a group of people, yeah. which is what they did to black people. Yeah. It started off with nigga, 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 <laughs> and then let's lynch that nigga, yeah. and then let's bury that nigga, and then let's run yeah. all the niggas out of here. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So it'll start with words, and then it'll turn into something else. So you want to nip certain things in the bud before yeah. it goes to another level. Um, that's why all of these other groups are protected. You can't say any, You can't say a negative Asian epithet. Mm -hmm. You get banned shut oh, down you real quickly. You out of here. You damn sure can't say a, a, a gay epithet at all. Yeah, absolutely. You think you're out of here? These other groups are protected, and they have not been marginalized half as much as black folks. See, mm -hmm. a lot of anti-black racism is allowed to go on online and in real life. You can have white people running around here yelling "nigga, nigga, nigga," throwing stuff at black people, and they won't even get a hate crime charge. Mm -hmm. You bump into an Asian person, they're going to hit you with a hate crime charge. Yeah. You dig? So. We have to make it equitable, meaning that we have to have the same protection for black people as per the Constitution, equal protection under the law. Yeah, yeah. but if we start, let's say, like banning and like hate speech, right? Like, okay, do we trust the powers that be that already had it out for us, that, mm -hmm. that already like fucked us over? Do we trust them to decide like what like what like hate speech is? Well, the thing is, they're already in power. So yeah. we're already subjugated to them to a certain yeah. degree. And it's already dictated by them. Like on Twitter, you can say nigga, nigga, nigga all day. Don't nobody do anything. You can call black people niggas. You can say all types of stuff. Nobody really does anything. Yeah. You think? Um, but we can't say anything about other groups. So there's always that, the racial double standard is already there. Mm -hmm. That's what white supremacy is all about, a racial double standard. Yeah. And that's what we have to push back against. That's the struggle we're in now. Man, right? So uh, now... What kind of movie, right? What's your thoughts on that, man? You know, I um, I didn't see the movie, yeah. but just the premise of it kind of yeah. threw me off because it's too agenda based. Yeah, we're talking about Wakanda. This is a mythological African society. Yeah, um, the last one, the last black, the last Black Panther was phenomenal. Our brother Chas, he died. Mm -hmm. So the logical thing would to get it, to be get a to get another replacement for him. Yeah, that would be the logical thing. But now they've all lives matter, the damn Wakanda. <laughs> they they had the women running stuff. So there's yeah. like a feminist agenda there, yeah. agenda there. Then they had um 
a lot of Hispanic people in Wakanda. I don't know where that came from. I don't know if they were. <laughs> yeah, they oh, were, no. I, I seen a one nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was Hispanic. Dude, yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. one of the leads. I'm like, how you go from T'Challa to T'Cholo? <laughs> <laughs> he went from that to that. So I don't know where they're going yeah. with it now. So it's all over. They've all lived matter it. So my thing is, when it comes to us, we, we don't have to dilute everything and all lives matter everything. Let's We, we can't have a, a black franchise with us in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Listen, like, so I'll be real. Like, the movie itself was subpar. I heard, I heard. But yeah. you have to acknowledge, man, Lupita's new body is crazy, man. Oh, yeah, Lupita's body is off the chain. How, wait, is that like a BBL or is that natural, bro? I, I, I don't know. I'm like, like you saw her on the red carpet and there was all types of dunk standing up. I'm like, did she, did she get some vibranium in that ass? <laughs> You're right. I don't yeah. know what the, bro, bro, I said, nah, come on. So, like, like I was like, no. But now it's like everybody is now like paying more attention to her, which is like cool and all, right? Oh, yeah, she's a beautiful sister. Oh, right, man. Yo, but, but like, let's speak on, man, um, ambush agendas in these TV shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one, tell me like uh which TV shows like do you think like have like ambush agendas? Well, you know, I don't really watch TV like that. Well like, you said like power. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, damn near all of them. Um any uh, P show, Valley. Yeah, yeah. These shows that that cater to black people, mm -hmm. they all have an agenda. Now the cartoons now, you can't even watch cartoons now. Yeah. You watch the Disney Channel or uh the Disney app and this, these cartoons have men kissing each other and yeah. boys kissing. It's, it's weird now. Um but when you watch these black shows, they like to ambush you with these agendas. Like you watching Power, it's about drug dealers, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, in the middle of the show, do the bug breaking. Yeah, and all, of, all of a sudden, hey man, put the dope down and come bend over. Like whoa, 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 where the hell that come from? Yeah, like two dudes just getting it in in the middle of the show, and they have to ambush you with it mm -hmm. because they know if they lead up to it, We're people are gonna it. people are gonna tune out. Yeah. Like a, a, a romantic scene, some sexual tension between a man and a woman. People are like, oh, let me watch this and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. But these shows, they never have it like that. It's like out the blue, the next scene, two dudes getting it in. And they're like, whoa, that's an agenda. That's yeah. called ambushing. Mm -hmm. And they do that on a lot of black shows now. You know? Now, how effective do you think those ambush agendas are? Like, for example, like, do you think that, because I feel like, as adults, though, like we won't watch like that and be gay, right? So, right, like, right. but for the kids, it's probably different. So, right, right, yeah. because you normalize it with kids. Yes, you dig. That's what that's about. And even with cartoons, you start putting stuff out there over and over again, it becomes normal. So a kid says, "Okay, if I do this and I let somebody do that to me, well, I saw it on TV, so it can't be that bad." Yeah. So, so yeah, that's not cool. I don't. I'm not with that agenda stuff. Nah. Now, uh, speak of Woman King. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your issue with that? Um. The the Woman King movie, and I love uh, our sister. What's her name? Um, the the lead actress, uh, uh, Viola sure. Davis. Yes, wonderful actress. Love her. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people had an issue with that movie because of the um, historic inaccuracy about a lot of it. Because the Dahomey tribe, they were major slave traders. Yeah, they were the ones working with the the European powers to help facilitate the slave trade. In the movie, I think they kind of made it seem like they were almost against it to a certain degree, but which is not true. Um, one of the last slave ships that came to the Americas, the people were caught by that Dahomey tribe. So mm -hmm. it's a very um, tedious type of relationship that we historically have with those tribal groups who help facilitate the slave trade, so. Yeah, man. Yo, again, like, so I had a, a conversation about that, I think it was like last week or so, right? Yeah. Now, like, do you feel like Nigeria has to cough up something? Um, 
To a certain degree, they might, because the thing, I, I'll say this. It wasn't us, by the way. It was Nigerians who did that. Right. Yeah. But, but the thing is, I, I will say this. Those countries don't really exist. Nigeria didn't exist at yeah. the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. During the slave trade. Nigeria, it, it became a nation state later. So it would be hard to say Nigeria owes something. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have to look at some of the nation states. The tribes that, existed, though. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we look at some of the tribes, but they, they don't really have any power like that. Yeah. And most of the wealth was absorbed by the European powers. So mm-hmm. you know, we're going after the European sources of everything mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, hey, man. Like Again, like I guess I don't know the exact tribes yet, man, but... Bro, it's 300 million people. No, sorry. It's like 100 million people right now in, in Nigeria. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They can come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll focus on them. Once we get our money from these folks, we'll, we'll focus on them and see who's who. I'm gonna, I'm focusing on the main corporate right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, so speaking about your praying mother, man. Listen, man. You got to be... You have to be protected by something, man. Because mm-hmm. whenever... You have an enemy who crossed you. Mm-hmm. Something bad, bad happens to them, man. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, indeed. Let's speak on Miss Tiffany Cross. Yeah, Aunt your mama. Yeah, <laughs> Mammy, yeah. Tiffany Cross, man. Tiffany Cross. What's your beef, man? It wasn't a beef, man. Tiffany Cross. She, she was on yeah. MSNBC for a long time. Democratic shield. She toes the lines for the Democrats. Yeah. Um, she got real comfortable up there thinking that she, oh, was, she was talking. Yeah, she was talking. <laughs> and one day my name came up. She, she blocked me a long time ago on Twitter for nothing. And then she got on TV mm-hmm. in front of millions saying, hey, you black people out there, don't listen to Kevin Samuels. Don't listen to Tariq. Mm-hmm. No, d- fall in line and get out there and vote like you're supposed to. That type of shit. So she called me on by name. I'm like, yeah. okay, we doing that? Okay. And then not too long ago after that, she got fired. White daddy gave her the, <laughs> the pink slip. Yeah. And now she's walking around here, you know, with the struggle face. You but, know? but bro, it's insane because I heard she got fired because she said that Florida is the dick of the country. Yeah. And, and, and the shoe was, they, the also, shoe was the they also said they fired her because she was spending up a lot of money. Using, oh. Yeah, she was using a lot of the um, um, the network's money for lavish trips and stuff like that. So she got, got bougie. She, yeah, she got bougie. She thought that she was in on the plantation, yeah. and they sent her ass right back to the big house. Yeah, now here because I heard like I think somebody said like she like she was only getting paid like two hundred fifty k a year, right? Mm. But was acting like a twenty million dollar host. You yeah, me, right? Yeah, like yeah. God damn. See, that's the thing. When black folks get in these positions, you get around some of these white liberals and you think that you're in there with them mm-hmm. and you think you can start talking greasy and you can start calling shots and black men shut up and boy, those right wingers need to shut up. You better understand the white liberals and the white right wingers, they're brothers and sisters yeah. and cousins. So they're still on code with each other. Yeah. So you better watch what you talking greasy <laughs> like you in there. They're like, hey, no, 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 no. You still talking about my mama. Yeah. My mama's a Republican. <laughs> so get your black ass out of here. You you dig? Yeah, of course, so, man. Now, but like, how do we tell, tell like the difference, right, between so there's like let's say, uh, you know, like there's some black commentators, right, who yeah. let's say they're speaking out against or like they're correcting certain things they see mm-hmm. in the black community, right? How do we tell the difference between that and black commentators who are, are being controlled and puppet mastered by the white supremacists? Good question, man. See, we know when somebody's keeping it 100 with us. Yeah. We know. We know if somebody's giving us some constructive information as a black group. Yeah. Because usually what you'll do, you will do it among us. Yeah. You, you see? You'll yeah. go to a black organization and you'll sit down, look, hey, man. The white people ain't here. Fuck all that. <laughs> we need to do this. Niggas need to stop with the drugs and, yeah. you know, let's stop the gang shit. You know, you know how to sit somebody down and just be on some scared straight shit yeah. when you're talking to them. 
When you get on national TV and you get around your white buddies and all oh, these black people, y'all smoking all this crap, now you're performing for white people. Mm -hmm. And we know when you're performing and we reject that. Like Stephen A. Smith, that nigga performs for white people. <laughs> you dig? That nigga's a tap dancing Sambo. And his messaging to us is really a performance for them. And yeah. we see it and that's why he gets called out. Yeah. You know? Now, she said... Uh, that black men should not listen to men like Tariq Nasheed. Right, right, right. What are they afraid of? Because I'm not beholden to any political party. Yeah. I'm going to tell black people to vote for your best interest. Mm -hmm. What are you going to get that's tangible? Yeah. I'm not going to tell black people to do something that's going to shoot them in the foot. When I tell black people to do something or insist or just imply to do something, it's going to be something that's going to benefit black people tangibly. Yeah. They don't like that because they know that white society don't want to give black people nothing and white society will give them these hand-picked black commentators, give them their little nigga trinkets mm -hmm. yeah. to tell other black people to just settle for symbolic gestures. Yeah. You dig? So I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to give me something and then shit on all the other black people. That's not a good deal for me because I know yeah. they're going to ultimately shit on me <laughs> like they shit on <laughs> Tiffany Cross's yeah. ass. You yeah. Yo, like, listen, like, that's actually, like, rare. Yeah. Because like, you offer, like, some of these niggas five million dollars a year to yeah. just come online and cool me a couple, bro. Yeah, exactly. They don't take it. They'll, they'll take it. But look, man, yeah. I see, that's why I always say when you do business, man, don't go in the store hungry. There's a, <laughs> don't go in the store hungry. Just like yeah. they say, you don't ever go to the grocery store hungry. <laughs> You'll just start buying bullshit. Yeah, of course. You don't go to no business deal needy and desperate because they can see it in you. <laughs> You did? Yeah, they yeah, can see true. when you starving. Yeah, Dude, sure. I, when I used to do business deals out here, man, I, I, I was hustling. So I, I came in with the fresh cars, the fresh gear. So mm. I had the same shit that they had. So I wasn't taking no janky little bullshit <laughs> yeah. deal. I know how to go out here and get it in the mud. Mm -hmm. So when they throw some nigga trinkets at me, I'm cool. I done been around the world four or five million, I mean four or five times. I done been everywhere. I done drove every car, been with every bad broad. I done mm. wrote books about the game. So they're not giving mm. me nothing that I ain't seen. Yeah, so I can say, hey, look, what are you going to do for all of us as a group? What are you going to do for my folks? Uh, yeah. Because you, I'm, I'm not trying to sit up there and cock and kiki in with your ass. Yeah. You dig? Well, well, here it didn't, right? So I'm like, give, them, like, give them some game, right? Yeah. On how they can avoid taking a bag and be self-sufficient. Because you managed to yeah. avoid all agendas, avoid a bag, mm -hmm. and just be self-sufficient. How can they do what you do and be self-sufficient and not be needy and greedy for the white man's back. You have to be in a position where you have a base that trusts you. Yes. That's the main thing. I've been putting out products for over 20 years, man. Quality products, quality books, quality films. And people can trust that I'm going to do the right thing. Yeah. So I have a... a, a a strong base audience. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to go to the dominant society with hat in hand because what they'll do is try to um, use you as a middleman to sell things to your base audience who's not really your base and they're going to be pulling the strings. Mm -hmm. And black folks are not dumb. We see when somebody's coming to us with an agenda. Not, so not you just, yeah, you just got to come at people with the realness and you just got to bring them quality products. You got to be 100 with them and that goes a long way. Yeah, because like I'll be real, man. Like you're probably the only person who I would trust and say, like, I right, if Tariq Reek is doing like a crowdfunding thing yeah. for something, I right, bro, here, right? Because you've actually like delivered on each and every one. Every single one. 
every single yeah, one. And over-delivered. And that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, and, right. and fast. You know? <laughs> if I say I'm going to do something quick, I always do it. We do it quick, we do it fast, and we give them, we overperform and we exceed all expectations. And that goes a long way. People can respect that. Yeah. You just got to be a person of your word. And that comes from some street shit. Because out here, you couldn't be running around here saying some shit and not being a person of your word. Somebody mm-hmm. blow your fucking head off out here with that dumb shit. Nah, that's a fact, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. But how do you have the time? Because you do like a thousand different other shit, right? I do, I do, I do. How do you have the time to still like give these projects enough attention, attention, right, to where like they're being done and fulfilled based on your vision? Um, because we need it, man. Because we need to have um, networks of other black people with the same mm-hmm. mindset of empowerment so that we can grow and build, especially for the next generation. So that's why I do these projects. Yeah. We just had a situation in Washington, D.C. We had a rally that. for reparations. We got that organized in like two or three weeks. Like 4,000 people showed up. Wow. Man. Phenomenal turnout. We got a, 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 an event in Dallas coming up Memorial Day next year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be the FBA Expo. We're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of black business people there showing their products, showing who they are so we can network with them nationwide. We need to start networking with brothers and sisters because I go around the country, I see amazing brothers and sisters who run businesses and a lot of folks don't even know about them. Mm -hmm. So I like to have us networking with each other so that we can do business without having to grovel to the dominant society. Yeah. Um, How big, big, big like is your team? Um, I got a pretty good team. Uh, um, I have different teams all over the country. My team here is pretty thorough. And I'm always bringing in new people, and we have volunteers. So when you're doing something progressive, people want to come in and just help. So I'm, I'm always getting people who want to um, join in and help out. Ooh, like, uh, speak on that, though, right? So yeah. how do you vet people to know that, like, they're not coming in as an agent of chaos? Yeah, that's another thing. So yeah. you got to look at people's backgrounds. Mm. You got to see what they've done in the past, and you kind of have to... Um, work with some people, and that's a risk. Anytime you work with new people, it's yeah. a risk. That's what I've, I've, I've been skeptical about working with new people, but mm. I, unfortunately, you can't think like that yeah. because you might block out somebody who's thorough. So I've worked with new people who were just completely thorough. thorough. I've worked with new people, and I said, okay, I'm not working with that person again. Yeah. So it's a trial and error thing. Yeah. So you kind of test people and you kind of vet them and see how thorough they are when you bring them in. If they're doing what they're supposed to do and they're not being janky and they don't have some yeah. type of ulterior motive, you keep them on the team and you grow, you build and grow with them. Yeah. Now, what type of things, though, what's up, like, for example, if you go on, let's say, a, a potential partner or, or, like, a potential employee's yeah. Instagram or Twitter, like, like what type of things, like, would you have to see to say, you know what, you're, you're, like, you're disqualified? You know what? I, I had a dude um, some years ago yeah. who's going to build a pool at my house. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> white dude. Yeah. And he came. He was kind of cordial. Yeah. But just a weird vibe from the dude. Yeah. And, you know, we, we I put down a little deposit, but I just got a weird vibe from mm-hmm. the dude. And then I, let me, let me look this guy up. I looked up. <laughs> yeah. Looked the guy up, and this dude had Nazi tattoos oh, on his stomach and shit. So I uh, fired his ass. Uh, <laughs> fast. I fired, yeah. I'm like, keep the deposit, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm good. But yeah, sometimes you just get a vibe. Yeah. And and sometimes when you start researching people, you just gotta let them bounce. You know? yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, but your pool is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bro, yeah, like yeah, I see you doing like like live streams and shit like yeah, that, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, yeah. bro, like yeah. a, a lifestyle like that, man, with yeah. like with like no daddy, like yeah, right, yeah. like a no masa. Yeah, no masa. Yeah, that's a dangerous lifestyle, right? Like, yeah. well, sorry, no, it, it's dangerous because you know that like like they're watching. Yes, they are. Yes, they <laughs> right? are. Yes, they are. 
Yes, they are. Have they ever like um, tried to get you on like some taxes, right? Right, like cuts for the hair, right? Like um, for every black man who gets some coins, right? Mm -hmm. And they're independent. Mm -hmm. There's always Uncle Sam coming in. You feel me? Like, 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 right? Like trying to like just look, look, just like too deep into it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Have they tried, tried same bullshit with you? No, because I, I make sure my accountants, I overpay when yeah. it comes to taxes and all yeah. that stuff. But they try the bullshit all the time. Yeah. They always send agents among us. Even in D.C. Um, a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. there were agents all over that place. Really? They weren't effective because you had so much of us on code. Yeah. But afterwards, there was this right wing girl. Um, I'm not going to even say her name. Mm -hmm. They're on YouTube. She came out to do coverage of the rally. Oh, wow. She's like, oh, yeah, look, the Tariqan, they hate white people. Let's see how much, why they hate white people so much. Mm -hmm. And they started interviewing all of these people who were supposed to be connected with the rally, wow. who were clearly plants. And they were up there, <laughs> the Jews, the Jews. They were talking crazy. Yeah. I'm like, these niggas ain't with us. They're clearly plants. So stuff like that, yeah. And plus, we saw little sharpshooters all over the place. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, that's going to happen. So we, we understand what we're getting into. Anytime you're talking about black empowerment, they're going to come at you. But you got to understand this. Even if you are not about black empowerment, they're going to come at you. The people that get killed by cops, these are people who will be on some, hey, man, ain't, ain't nobody supreme over me. And when you get pulled over by a cop, you start talking crazy and mm -hmm. then walk right into an ambush. Yeah, so man. they're going to get us no matter what. So we might as well be empowered in this game. Yeah. Now, that story just like reminded me of some other guy called Graham, Grandmaster Jay, right? I think. Mm. And he was just sentenced for essentially doing the same shit uh, Cal, like Cal, like right in the house there, yeah. right? Right, right, which is he, he like went to a rally under the pretense of, yo, I'm trying to, to like protect my people. Mm -hmm. Now they claim he pointed his gun at one of like the federal officers. Yeah. And that was enough to get him like what, like seven years, I think? Yeah. So like, what's your take on that, man? Well, well, well Jam asked today, many people, you know, they kind of think that this guy may or may not be an agent. There's yeah. some real funny style stuff going on with him because there's video of him doing security for Trump oh, some man. years ago. So people are trying to tie in, how are you doing security for Trump? And then you out here, um, the leader of this militia group yeah. that's running around talking about white folks this and white folks that. So we're, we're seeing what's going on with that. Mm -hmm. There's some real funny style stuff going, so we have to see how that's going to play out. Yeah, right. Would they really like send one of their agents though to jail for like some years? Has, has he been to jail yet? You know, they said he. They said they sentenced him to jail, yeah. but you know, had, had, he ain't in jail yet. So yeah. let's see how that's gonna play out. <laughs> yo, know? yo, like that'll be a cold game though, bro. Yeah. Like they get you you to 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 like turn on your people, and mm. then as soon as you do what you do, like they they but, they like lock your ass up. Well, yeah, they'll say they're sending you to jail, yeah. and they'll send you somewhere to club mad somewhere, and mm -hmm. they don't know where you are, saying that you're in jail. So you know they do all types of slick stuff, man, to pull one of their agents out. There was a, an FBI agent, uh, 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 an asset. He wasn't a technical yeah. agent, but he was an asset with the FBI. A dude named Dothard Perry mm -hmm. from the 1960s and 70s, and he did interviews talking about how they utilized him and how they put him out there to all of these different groups to infiltrate and they would threaten him with jail if mm -hmm. he didn't do certain things. Yeah. And that's how they get you. If you don't act out what we tell you to act out, we're going to give you a certain amount of years. So it's a real funny style thing, man. Man, but like speaking of the right winger coming to your like rally, right? Yeah. Um, I seen Candace Owens went to the doorsteps of Patrice Kohler, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, Tariq, if one of these freak motherfuckers comes to your doorstep, what's happening, man? Well, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little different. But, um, you know, the FBI, they they visited me a few times. Oh, but, yo, speak on that, right? Because I think yeah. you mentioned that the last time, but then I just like, 
like, like, like totally like forgot it and glossed over it. Yeah. There was a dude in New York mm-hmm. who bust, I think, on like the end, like the subway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. didn't kill nobody though, right? I think, did he? I don't think he did. No, I right? Don't there think was he just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, some mentally ill dude. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He went out here. But then, yeah, right. But then he's on like YouTube and shit, like, like, like. He's a big fan of Umar. You, you, you yeah. He, well, he right? followed me on Twitter. A oh, long time ago. oh, oh okay, yeah. He okay. followed me on Twitter. Yeah. So they gonna come asking me, well, do I know him? I'm like, no. There's a gazillion people follow me on yeah. Twitter. They did the same thing with Micah Johnson down in Dallas when he shot all those cops. Yeah. They came. This was 2015, something like that. And they, the FBI came to the house. Did you know Michael Johnson? So anytime there's a, a nationwide crime or something that happens, they use these intimidation tactics by going to certain prominent um, voices, go to us, yeah. and start trying to say, hey, do you know this guy? Um, when the Michael Johnson situation, they went to um, um, Dr. Boyce. They went to Professor Really? Smith, they went to a few people wow. because of that. That's an intimidation tactic yeah. you know, to say, hey, y'all don't be saying nothing out here that's going to influence people. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're watching you, basically. Bro, that's scary because, like, yeah. bro, if uh, listen, man, like, them folks probably have to come to me once, yeah. maybe twice. Uh-oh. <laughs> Before so you, I'm out of here, you, know uh, would you just start buck dancing. And like, <laughs> you have yeah. on a, a a white lives matter shirt too, brother. You go, <laughs> Yo, right, right, right. Not, not right. Because Meek Mill says like like says something very similar. Right? Meek Mill said, "Listen, man, um, I'm I'm out here pushing for like um uh for like prison reform, right? Yeah. But hey, if y'all." If you want me to stop, 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 just tell me, right? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I ain't finna lose my livelihood. Yeah. <laughs> for everything, right? So, like, if Meek was that honest, though, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Do you at least respect somebody who is that honest and upfront? I, you know, I can't respect that because <laughs> yeah. sometimes, you know, you don't want to put yourself in jeopardy. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know, look, sometimes we didn't sign up for that. I didn't really sign up for this shit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say I'm gonna be a damn activist. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of something that happened. People just kind of start looking to me because they like my opinions on certain yeah. things. That's why I tell people I'm not a leader of anybody. I've never designated myself as a leader. Mm-hmm. I'm not the leader of an organization. People just happen to like what I have to say because they know I'm gonna be honest about it. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, why do you think like your message resonates like more than like a lot of these other dudes, right? Because like you, like, you actually put a little bit of comedy into it too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One, yo, like, like. You should for sure try like stand up comedy. People always say that. That <laughs> shit will go stupid. Like, you're just just a naturally funny dude, man, right? So, why do you think like your message resonates more than other dudes? Um, because they know I'm gonna be real honest about certain mm-hmm. things and I'm, I'm gonna tell things, um, tell people things based on my experience and based on my my reading because I study a lot and mm-hmm. I like to read a lot and I just like to give it to people real plain and people like my message because I'm one of the few people that can cater to an intellectual crowd mm-hmm. and the street crowd mm-hmm. which is kind of a difficult thing for a lot of people to do if you are an intellectual usually you don't really have any street savvy mm-hmm. and a lot of dudes who are street savvy they don't really have the intellect to go to a Yale I've done lectures at Yale before yeah, of course. so I'm one of the few people that can really talk to both crowds and bring both crowds together. So that's why when you see my movies, I have the scholars in there, I have rappers in there, I have a couple of street dudes in there, mm-hmm. and I can bring everybody together because all of us are needed. And we can show the messages from all different sectors of our society and show that that message can be utilized by all of us. Man, man like facts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's speak about, about a takeoff, man, right? So takeoff got mm-hmm. killed. Yeah. Now... Yeah. Do hip hop have a problem, man? 
That wasn't that wasn't hip hop related. Mm-hmm. That was some other street shit that was going on. They were in a dice game and yeah. um, some words got exchanged. Um, they, um, Quavo and those dudes shouldn't have been out there gambling with those dudes at I, all, I, bro. I tell, look, man, when you get a certain level of paper, certain crowds you don't really have to be in. Um, yeah. You got people who ain't really got shit to lose. Yeah, and you don't need to be around that, man. You can upgrade your your audience, upgrade your crowd. You ain't got to be out here with dudes gambling and all that on some street shit, because you're asking for trouble with people who just don't have nothing to lose. Yeah. So they ain't got really nothing to do with hip hop. Unfortunately, a rapper got hit, and um, you know, hopefully, we understand that. Everybody ain't on the same page with us. We think just because we got a bunch of adoring fans, mm-hmm. we can get around some cat in the dice game and he's going to be a fan. No, that motherfucker might be an undercover hater who oh. can't wait to, to get you out of here. You hear? Yo, like, so like one of the dudes who's being, I guess, investigated, man, bro, you go to his Twitter, man. He's been hating for six straight years. Like, wow. Bro, like, so uh, the kid right now is like 20, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And he was hating since middle school. Since <laughs> <laughs> just a, a lifelong damn hater. You man, <laughs> years old. Man, say fuck Quavo, fuck the Migos, all type of shit. Mm-hmm. Right. You you gotta watch folks like that, man. You we better understand. There's some cats out here who they feel like they ain't gonna ever get anything popping in their lives. Yeah. And then when they see another black person shining, they feel like that's a, an offense to them. That makes them look bad. Why this nigga shining and I ain't shining? Yeah, of course. So let me bring this nigga down with me with these bullets. So we got a poison mindset with some of these folks out here. Right. And they ain't got shit to do with hip hop because you know, even before the rap game, you had a couple of dusty niggas out here who would take somebody out who's shining. Yeah. So that's just what it is, unfortunately. Facts. Yeah. But, here, right? But people always say that I'm cooning when I say, I don't hang out with certain niggas after 5 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, yeah. but like, I'm a non-FBA, so, yeah, yeah. like, so, like, I can't say shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's true, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> listen, like, Quavo them should not be in no surroundings with no dusty niggas after 5 p.m. Right, right, yeah. If you're yeah. but yeah. now, is black on black crime a thing or. Is black on black crime just the same as as like as like as like white on white crime? No, no there's no such thing as yeah. black on black crime. Yeah. Crime is crime because all groups <laughs> yeah. commit the same level of crime. Look, um, Asians commit crime against Asians. They have a whole Asian mafia, the Yakuza's. Oh, these people yeah. kill the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's not promoted on television all the time. Mm-hmm. The biggest drug dealer in the world is Asian. Mm-hmm. You got the Asian El Chapo. Y'all Google Asian El Chapo. That dude has like a fifty-something billion dollars. Wow. They just got that dude. You don't hear that on the news. Yeah. See, we we. We hear about the El Chapos and the black criminals and all of that. We don't have black organized crime. Mm-hmm. Black crimes are overly magnified, so we think that we're just out here committing more crime than anybody, and we're just not. Crime is crime. People are going to commit crime in proximity. Mm-hmm. So any capitalistic society, there's going to be a level of criminality because the haves and the have-nots are always going to be going after each other mm-hmm. anywhere you go. So there is no black on black crime. You have crime and you have dusty niggas who commit crime. <laughs> <laughs> bro, like bro, it's like I say the exact same thing, man, yeah. but but like some people like like folks would kill me for that, but then yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Bro, like cause I like so so here, so 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 like uh, uh dusty niggas is yeah. <laughs> is a term that I use on damn near every video, right? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but hey, listen, man. 
I'm not a cool man. For me, right to Rico now. Yeah. See, they're probably getting at you because you're talking about the dusty niggas here, but you're from what, Liberia? So oh, they dusty down there too. Yeah, man. yeah, all right. <laughs> if we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about some dust. There's some dusty motherfuckers over there, and that's probably why. Hey, look, 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 what look, about look. the crime over there? You can't hang with niggas in the morning. Look, look, <laughs> look, look, look. Shout out to Liberia. No, no disrespect. I'm gonna show you though, like the dusty niggas up there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Liberia child yeah. soldiers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's show you dusty niggas. Yeah, up that's there. the thing that kills us. See, people come from Liberia, so oh, oh, we gotta go we on, gotta man. stay away from the Akatas. And there's a nigga running around, a, a six year old with a machine gun <laughs> over there in Liberia. <laughs> Wait, so right, <laughs> right, right? Yeah. And, nah, but that's true though, right? Because like yeah. I death show wouldn't feel. Comfortable, yeah. yeah. Being with dumb niggas after, <laughs> right. in, at two in the afternoon <laughs> with little Umduge with a machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I mean, but nah, I mean, like, like, uh, that's a fact, man. But uh, okay, but now let's uh, like uh, talk about the. So uh, this is new, new little like trend now called depopulation, right? Mm. Where now it's being grabbed by the Alex Jones, Kenneth Owens, where they're claiming that now there's there's a new world order now to, to like depopulate. Now I think the UN now just like just got like a whole new organization. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's called the UN Population Fund, right? Mm -hmm. Where now they're being tasked to kind of make sure sure the population is under control. Do you feel like we are over like we are over over uh, um, populated, or you know is that some newer order shit? No, when they talk about it, we got to understand code words. Yeah. When <laughs> yeah. when Alex Jones and the Nick Fuentes's when they talk about overpopulation, they mean too many black people. <laughs> yeah. And not enough white people. Not fast. The white numbers are dwindling. All of the white scientists are saying this. Their numbers are going down. Mm -hmm. Over here in the United States, there's a negative birth rate, meaning they're dying faster than they're, they're being born. Mm -hmm. So they want to do something about that. But what are they going to do about that? What they want to do, because you can't, this is nature. You can't really do anything about it. Mm -hmm. um, if your numbers are dwindling, dwindling, your numbers are dwindling. Even if all the black people were just cornered off somewhere on the other part of the world, locked mm -hmm. in, their numbers are still going to be dwindling because, in fact, it's going to dwindle faster because they're going to get into incestuous relationships mm -hmm. and the neurological diseases is going to kill them even, even faster. Mm -hmm. So what they want to do is create a global apartheid state. Mm. They want to put um, have a position where all the black people, it's like South Africa, yeah. the small white minority is ruling the large black wow. majority. Yeah. So what they want to do, they want to start getting transhumanisms, mm -hmm. things going on, robots, like in San Francisco, mm -hmm. oh, they yeah, just passed an ordinance where robots can kill people, wow. right? Y'all Google that. In San Francisco, they just um, passed an ordinance saying that the police robots can kill people like they killed Michael Johnson wow. down in Dallas. That's Who do you think for. those guns are going to go for? Robots aren't <laughs> killing white people, <laughs> no, all right? That's going to be aimed at us, <laughs> you think? No, so that, when they talk about population control, they mean controlling the black population while the white numbers are dwindling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, bro, that's insane, though, because, yeah. like, yeah. at that point, though, like, uh, bro, I'm not driving, bro. Like, like yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah. you dig? Right. Because they already got automatic cars up there in San Francisco. Look, yeah. a lot of experiments come out of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. They already got these automatic cars out here, and they've done studies saying that some of these automated cars disproportionately run over black people. <laughs> you <laughs> dig? I'm not even bullshit. <laughs> Google what I'm saying. So it's already started, oh, man. Oh, bro, they're trying, they, man. They'll tell you in the movies. Like, look yeah. at movies like iRobot and all yeah. this shit. They'll tell you what they're going to do in their movies, man. It's real heavy. Bro, that's insane, right? Yeah. Like... How the system has white supremacy. Yeah. And now they're programming the robots, robots also. to do it. So now if a robot goes out here and kills somebody, who are you gonna sue? You know? 
Or jail. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you can't put the robot in jail. Yo, that's brilliant, right? Because if yeah. a robot kill a nigga, yeah. what, well, like, who what, you going like, to like, deprogram it? I yeah. Mean, like, what you going to do? Uh, oh, oh my God, we're going to we're gonna take the battery out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you there? It's a rogue robot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're going to blame it on a malfunction. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole con game they're going to run it on, man. Nah, bro. Bro, that's insane, though, man. Uh, oh, oh, I knew I wanted to spill something, man. The Revolt Summit. Yes, yes, yes. Man, yo. So I never got to actually watch it, but I heard that you, RZA, and mm -hmm. um, and Van. Yeah, shout out to Van. Was yeah. on a panel together talking about reparations or, yeah. or what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, here, right? So, like, recap that, man. So, like, like what did y'all uh, talk about? What the conversation's about? Oh, man, what did we talk about? That was so long ago, some months back. But um, we just talked about the importance of reparations, how reparations would look. It has to be lineage-based, certain political policies we need to do in order to get the reparations. Some of the same stuff we talked about at the reparations rally in D.C. Yeah. We're, we're beating the drum, letting people know that reparations is the agenda. We're not going to be sidetracked into something else. Um, because when we talk about reparations, which means cash money to Foundation of Black Americans, yeah. They try to switch up and make reparations something else. Well, we need some environmental reparations, green tree and green... No, 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 no. We need green money. Mm -hmm. We need paper. So we're keeping the agenda of reparations based on lineage and based on cash payments. Man, now, speak on the D.C. right march, right? Yeah. Now, who idea was it to just like come together and like do that, right? And then two, man... I heard you really like United People. You brought out Boris Watkins. You yeah. brought out like bro a bunch of other like black leaders, man. So yes, like yeah. So how did that come to be? Um, that was my idea to come up with that. How did I come up with that? I, I came up with that because um, we kept talking about what we needed as black people, mm -hmm. and the dominant society kept telling us, "Well, we need some sexual agendas. This we need that. We need environmental stuff. We need." Um, HBC loans and just a whole bunch of BS. And I said, let me organize a, a rally for DC where we can tell the world exactly what we want. And that's what we did. Man, no, nah, man. But that was powerful, right? Because I feel like Boris Watkins is a needed leader, right? Yes, like, he is. Yeah, right. Very thorough, brother. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know, man. Like, if it's probably like the YouTube algorithm or the white, but like, he's kind of being like edged out, right? So we're like, I, I don't really like hear from him as much, right? Yeah. Is he like still, I I guess like heavy and consistent on YouTube, or like has he like moved moved to other? Yeah, he, he's still on YouTube. A lot of times, YouTube's it, it kind of messes with the algorithms of certain black yeah. speakers. Um, like a, a lot of times, you don't see their videos promoted like that. A lot of times, they get shadow banned too. Yeah. So you know that's the thing because we got to understand there's a lot of folks who work in some of these tech companies. They're the same people who's on 4chan mm. and some of these little <laughs> racist sites. Yeah. Same exact people. Yeah. Yo, but speaking of, of like 4chan, right, which is why like I thought that like your like website was needed, right? Like, mm -hmm. right, like, right, like if they have if they have like 4chan, then like there should be a, a site where like, you know, there's people who go in and actually like find out who's typing, right? Yeah. And they have a list of, yo, like he's like an officer, he's a, right? So like would yeah. you ever like think about bringing that back? Yeah, I am. Okay. We're thinking about doing that now. We're trying to do that. Look at the legal logistics of it. So yeah, mm. we're definitely thinking about doing something like that because we need it. Yeah, bro, like listen, 
if that comes back, just ready, man. Cause, yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. you will have judges coming for you, right? Yeah. So, so, I'm, I'm yeah, tell you, yeah. man, feel me? And we're all, we're talking about doing a website now where black people, because there was a situation down in Mississippi, a black man was walking and mm -hmm. some white people following him. Then um, like a few weeks later, like a month later, mm -hmm. they found a black man's body in the woods. Wow. And he was dead. We need to come up with an app where if we're in danger, we can kind of hit a button and say, hey, somebody in the area come through and kind of look oh, out. Oh, wow, okay. Something like that. Where we can just nah, that's dope. Look, that's yeah, dope. That's dope. We just kind of look out for each other. Like Trayvon Martin, when he was being followed by Zimmerman, going back to Zimmerman, mm -hmm. he didn't have anybody to call. He called his homegirl, mm -hmm. and you know she couldn't really do anything. Yeah, of course. So we need damn near like an Uber for people to come in and just kind of pull up and make sure we're good yeah. if we're in a situation where we're uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? So that's something that we're looking into. And do you ever like get to a point where like 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 damn bro like I'm doing a lot like we're like like yeah. yo my wife and my mother much... my wife and mother says that all the time my wife don't like a lot of shit I she's like oh lord y'all got these FBI's coming to the house and all yeah this. right yeah after a while though, Tariq like you're gonna get to a point where like you can be a political leader right mm -hmm. if you ever like feel like yo man like they took out. MLK, mm -hmm. Malcolm X, like 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 uh, there's like mad like um oh my god man I think it was in like St. Louis right like we're like there was like a bunch of like the Michael Brown activists yeah yeah right, getting killed now my right? friends they were killing activists in, in St. Louis left and right because we got a lot of stuff done in St. Louis we were getting yeah. people out of office so the police didn't like that so they were ambushing um, a lot of the black activists out there and yeah man look. I do what I do because we I have children mm -hmm. and you guys have children and your children are going to be my children's peers. Yeah. So whatever I teach my children, I want to teach your children because I have to raise your children to a certain degree yeah. so that they can all protect each other. Mm -hmm. We have to protect the next generation. I can't just be quiet and let the next generation of kids walk into this white supremacist system blindsided. Yeah. They need to know what the hell they're getting into and they need to know the rules of it. Mm -hmm. I studied the work of Dr. Francis Cress Welsing and others when I was younger. Mm -hmm. That's why I love that woman to this day. God rest her soul. She, she's passed. If I were much younger and had that kind of wisdom, mm -hmm. I would have understood racism earlier on and I would not have made certain mistakes as a youth. Yeah. So I don't want the, the youth out here to make mistakes out here in this white supremacist system. So we want to give them the game as much as we can, as young as they are. Because the white supremacist kids, they learn white supremacy early. You turn on an Xbox or a PlayStation, you hear little white kids five, six years old yelling, nigga, nigga, nigga. Mm -hmm. They teach their children white supremacy early. We have to teach our children black empowerment early. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, here's a real serious question, right? Yeah. If you could see in a, a crystal ball mm -hmm. where and that crystal ball says, if you keep on speaking for black people and being a fearless leader, mm -hmm. These people are going to kill you on this day. Mm. Would you stop? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, if they said they were going to kill me on a certain day, that means they planning on killing me anyway. So <laughs> yeah. I would go harder <laughs> oh, okay. up until that damn day. I would go harder until that day because you know, they're going to get you anyway. You know, and if I had a crystal ball, I would find out who, you know, but, yeah, who was going to do it and get his ass before yeah. they got me. <laughs> nah, you see, man, listen, man, and like, that's a beautiful answer, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why guys like you are needed, right? Because mm -hmm. half these sambos mm -hmm. will stop 
mm-hmm. for $500,000, even yeah. take care a month, right? Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't even stop even if it's your life is on the line. Yeah. They're going to they get me anyway. Yeah. So you <laughs> might as well go in. You might as well go all the way in. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. I haven't gotten to that point of fearlessness yet. You yeah. feel me, right? You feel me, listen. <laughs> if it's death, hey, man, listen. But see, tell me where. Tell me because see, what they'll do, man, yeah. you play these games with them, <laughs> yeah. they'll give you a lot of money and then they'll neutralize you. Yeah. You see, you got all this money and now you have a black cloud over your head, so now you stuck and they'll take that money right back from you. Yeah, you man. You see? Now, black folks, we <laughs> like protested Gucci for like a week. Yo, yeah, yeah. Should yeah. we now protest Balenciaga? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna protest Balenciaga. <laughs> ain't nobody gonna do shit. But that shit, what Balenciaga did with them kids, that was some real disgusting stuff. In bondage. Yeah, yeah that bondage had kids with that bondage stuff. And again, they're trying to normalize that type of stuff, that pedophilia. That, yeah. that, that ain't cool at all, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so they should be called out for that. But you know, let's be real, a lot of folks. In our community, we love name brand stuff, yeah. so we're still gonna rock the Balenciaga and all that, which we <laughs> yeah. shouldn't. And we have to start learning how to appreciate our own brand. See, we got this thing where we put a lot of stock in a white brand, mm-hmm. and wearing a, a white brand gives us a certain sense of significance. We have to start doing that with black brands. Here, right? So, yes, but like, I blame women for that, right? Like, because right. look, because like, if females valued Fubu. Mm-hmm. It was giving up the cakes to niggas who wearing FUBU. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every nigga here would be wearing FUBU, right? Yeah. <laughs> so should our women have that message of, hey, listen, start valuing black brands? Well, you know, <laughs> and that could go another way. You know yeah. what? Because sometimes, look, sometimes, man, if a dude's mouthpiece is crisp enough, yeah. you can get shows no matter what kind of clothes you got on. You dig? You, yeah, you can, you that's dig? true. So it, it really goes into the dude's game. If you're just wearing certain name brands and that's going to get a chick, yeah. no, a name brand is going to get a superficial goofball chick. Yeah. A, a chick with some quality to her, man, she wants quality mouthpieces from dudes. A dude who's spending nice. some real game. And like I use LA, for example, brothers out here can wear T-shirts and some, some swap meat khakis mm-hmm. and pull dimes out here. So no, it ain't about the name brand. Yeah. It's about your, your, your game mouthpiece. brand. It's the game brand, not the name <laughs> brand. You dig? Yo, listen, man. So... Perfect segue, because yeah. I always said this, man. Tariq is the godfather of all this shit, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In terms of, like, the red pill, the approach games, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's Tariq. Yeah. So, let's speak on game, right? Mm-hmm. So, now, I, I kind of hate it, right, that Tariq wrote the art of gold digging, right? Because, mm-hmm. like... Who gave us the, I'm talking about like the Bible with the art of macking. Yeah, 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 yeah. On how to fuck all these hoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you gave them the game on, on like, on how to finesse a lot of our money. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but the thing is, but the art of gold digging yeah. was well, for women who had game, yeah. who were getting that game goofy dudes. Yeah. The kind of dudes <laughs> yeah. that I was telling women to get that paper from were yeah. dudes who wouldn't even read the art of macking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of dudes out here who egotistical feel like they don't need no game. Oh, I don't need to read that bullshit. I got all <laughs> yeah. this money. I'm like, women, get his ass. You know? So that's who that book was for. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Right. So the art of macking will save you from these gold diggers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it'll make the game equal. The art yeah, of Mac, it makes the game equal. Having your mouthpiece, that makes the game equal. And look, the game is predatory. 
Um, it's, it's the have and the have-nots, the gets or the get-gottens. So mm-hmm. you want to be thorough out here in the game. And a lot of women would read the book, The Art of Mac. Mm-hmm. Women appreciated the game in the book. And it was a fun book. It was a, yeah. a lot of satirical stuff in the book, but it was a lot of real game in the book. And I think that's why the book sold like half a million, a quarter of a million copies. Yeah. So it was a huge best-selling book. And people respected the realness of it. Man, facts, man. Yeah. Now... Do you feel like all women are hypergamous? Like, like uh, they all just have that natural innate behavior to just go after men who are over upper echelon, you know, right? Who can increase their status? Yeah, water seeps its own level. If a woman can get a dude who's balling out, she will usually go for the dude who's balling out. Mm-hmm. Women know their their capabilities. Now, there's some women who out there, out there who can't get a dude like that, so they'll settle. Yeah. But it's natural for people to find a dude who's a provider. So a dude who's balling has the appearance of a provider. Yeah. Just like we go for the women who look attractive. We, what, what do we go for? Ass titties. Yeah, for Nurturing. Those are... Um, symbolic things of nurturing. That looks like a nurturing thing. So we look for women who have nurturing qualities. So yeah. it's, a, it's a nature thing. Now, I feel like when you were given game, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, like, it definitely was like balanced, right? Yeah. But somewhere down the line, the Manosphere podcast niggas yeah. have gotten too far. Okay, the, the shit that we got now with the Manosphere stuff, because look, like you said, when yeah. I did the game, I was like the only one doing it at a long yeah. time. And then... About five, six years after I started doing it, then the pickup artist dudes came mm-hmm. out of all over the place, and then many of them morphed into the Manosphere dudes. Mm-hmm. What we have now are a bunch of dudes who are incels, mm-hmm. who are supposed to be given relationship advice, and you notice there's this anger towards it. There's almost <laughs> yeah. the contempt for women to a certain degree. Yeah. That ain't got nothing to do with game. These are dudes who are basically nerds who got a platform. Mm -hmm. So because they have a platform, they have the illusion of power and power and they have the illusion of game. So they're given this real weird ass advice Mm -hmm. on how to deal with women. And it's coming from an incel spirit. That's why it really doesn't work like that. And that's why there's always some bullshit associated with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Certain guys, I don't even want to name their names, but they talk about this relationship stuff and they have women on their shows and there's always fighting and conflict. Yeah. That ain't got nothing to do with game, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's all about domination and projecting your own insecurities on people. Right, right now. All right, right. So if you were to like, you know, like take less of like an incel or a simp, right? Yeah. Now simps Sims can be like Sims can be saved, right? Because yeah, Sims yeah, are yeah. just just dudes, dudes, dudes who just overvalue women, right? Yeah. Right, so they were like, you know, like, you know, like, um, you know, like pay for pussy. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. like, in incel, like, what would be like your advice on how to self develop to to a point where you can actually bag the chick of your dreams? Um, good question. Because see, going back to a lot of these red pill dudes, notice the women that they have around are usually strippers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair. So the relationships is a very transactional thing. So these guys make a couple of dollars, you know, streaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they get their money and bring some women around to kind of a, a verbally abuse them to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah. You dig? Yeah. That ain't yeah. no game. You're just kind of using your money to do humiliation porn to yeah. a certain degree. You got to have your mouthpiece, Chris, man. You got to be confident in who you are as a man first, and you have to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. When you trust yourself, the women will trust you too. Women love a dude who can trust himself, and you can trust yourself by not having to jump bad at women as a power play. That's an insecure thing. Mm-hmm. When you have to jump bad at these chicks and talk at them crazy, that's insecurity. Women can sense that. Yeah. Women like a dude who has a calm confidence about himself. Mm-hmm. They can respect that. Yeah. Okay, so then how do you get get, get like a rowdy, I'm talking about like over-the-top chick in control without putting your hands on her and without yelling? 
well, you shouldn't even be around that kind of person. If you got to do all that, that's the motherfucker you got to charge. <laughs> leave, game. leave, leave. You yeah. know, all pussy ain't good pussy, dude. Yeah. You know, sometimes, man, it ain't even worth the, the headache. Mm -hmm. If you got to do all that and you got to wrangle somebody in if they're so rowdy, that's the person who's, that's, their energy don't need to be around you. Yeah, facts. For example, I'm gonna give you a good example. My brother Blueface. I love Blueface. Oh man, I like Blueface. I think Blueface is a solid dude. He yeah. has, he seems like he has a good spirit. Yeah, nice guy. But that girl with my boy, crazy. Yeah, that's toxic as hell, and yeah. I don't like that because that's going to get my man caught up. Mm -hmm. You dig having that kind of toxic energy around, um, influencing you to do certain things. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just being over the top. It's, it looks good for social media clout. Mm -hmm. It gets your name in the headlines. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you could you get a serious situation dealing with stuff like that. I know my man has an attempted murder charge going yeah. on right now. Mm -hmm. um, when you have rowdy energy around you, rowdy shit happens. Absolutely. Just that whole vibe. Even if that rowdy person ain't with you at the moment, just that energy keeps you in a fucked up zone. Yeah, facts. And you start getting into shit you ain't supposed to be getting into. Mm -hmm. I used to date, man. I look back in the day when I was single. I, I dated one, one chick, just rowdy ass energy, and everything I would do would just be fucked up. You yeah. know, even when she wasn't around, just me dating yeah. her. So I go do business deals. The deals would be fucked up. Mm -hmm. I go um, <laughs> go to the club. I get pulled over. God just damn. A, just a, an aura. Sometimes people's energy, who you're around, their energy is on you, and it draws more bullshit to you. Mm -hmm. We have to learn how to charge certain people's energies to the game. Energies are real, man. Mm -hmm. Energies are like magnets, and you can attract positive and you can attract negative. And when people put their negative stain on you, you start attracting negativity around you. I'm telling. You, you drop negative ass people, you will see your life will change. All types of positive shit will start coming your way just by cutting certain bullshit people off. Bro, like that's facts, man. Yeah. But now, how do men know distinguish the difference between a hoe just for fun mm -hmm. and a wifey that like you can actually bring into your orbiter? Well, here's the thing. With a lot of dudes, because a lot of dudes, we're really dictated by a lot of physical stuff, and usually. The women with the fucked up aura, mm -hmm. with the <laughs> rowdy energy, yeah. the pussy be fine. <laughs> facts. You dig? You're not that fact. So th that's the thing. And niggas have to balance <laughs> that out. You, you yeah. arguing, you fussing, but yeah. damn, that head is fine, that yeah. pussy is fine, and she's freaky as hell, so you don't want to let that go. Absolutely. So you hold on to some bullshit. Head crazy. You, you dig? Yeah. It's like the old story of the, the monkey and the jug. There yeah. was a story, I think that's an African proverb, by yeah. the way. There was... um. And I'm kind of paraphrasing the proverb. Somebody put a banana in a jug to catch a monkey, and the mm -hmm. monkey put his hand in there and grabbed the banana. And while they were about to capture the monkey, the monkey couldn't run away mm -hmm. because the monkey still had the banana, and the monkey ended up getting captured. Yeah. All the monkey had to do was let the banana go, and he would have gotten Not that. But you held on to some superficial bullshit yeah. that you you will. There's plenty of bananas out there. Yeah. But you held on to some shit you shouldn't have been holding on to. Then you got yourself caught up. Mm -hmm. We have that mentality when it comes to that crazy good pussy out there. There's more good pussy out there that ain't as crazy. Not facts. Yeah? Not right facts right now. Mm -hmm. Now, like, what's your take on marriage? Because there's a lot of these red pill guys who would say, listen, <laughs> marriage, mm -hmm. avoid it. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense to enter into a contract with a woman that she's incentivized to break. Mm -hmm. Right? So what's your take on 
married? Should men be getting married? Yeah, you should be because yeah. I'm married. You should get married because it's a it's a business contract. It's a business endeavor. But you should be in business with people, especially when you have kids. We have kids, mm -hmm. so you want to have a business endeavor with your children because your children and your family is an institution, and you want to invest in your institution where that institution will have an equitable payoff. Yeah. You want your children to be as thorough and as nurtured and as learned as they should be. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have these little janky relationships where a kid is here and a kid is there, and so now these kids are growing up in these broken homes and then shit goes bad out here in the streets and nobody's taking care of them. Mm -hmm. So we should look at the institution of marriage and raising our children together just as a community. Yeah, man. So why do you think that, you know, I guess like us as black folks are not getting married as often now as we did, let's say, in like the 70s and 60s? Yeah. Um, a lot of it has to do with finances yeah. because um, there's so much economic deprivation um, targeting black people. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us, especially a lot of the men, just don't have the resources, they think, to really maintain a family like that. Mm -hmm. But I say if you come together with people, you and the woman, you on the same page, you guys can build with each other mm -hmm. and come up with ways to um, get your finances in order to maintain a family. I'm telling guys, look, a lot of times your significant other will give you some of the greatest ideas you need. Mm -hmm. When you have a solid base with you, because my wife gives me a, a lot of great ideas about yeah. doing stuff. Oh, uh, black woman, by the way. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Um, so sometimes I think some of my interracial dudes, y'all with the white woman, the white woman might give you some good yeah, game. Yeah. She might know a lawyer somewhere where she can hook you up. But but definitely with the sisters, <laughs> you got you a sister who's thorough, she's going to give you the real game. Yeah, of course. And give your kids the real game. Now, that, now let's go back to the interracial shit, because if you got a white girl and y'all have kids, you better make sure that white girl ain't sitting up here telling you your kids are biracial yeah. and your kids are black, mm -hmm. because... The race soldiers don't look at biracial. There's no biracial on the census. Mm -hmm. You white, black, in a system of white supremacy. Man, like, nah, man, you know, like, um, and, and that's facts right now. There's men saying, yo, man, these women nowadays, they're too masculine. And then there's females saying, nah, bro, like, we're only more masculine because men are more feminine nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Is this just like, which, like, is this similar to, like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Or, yeah. or like, who do you think? Think it like why do you think I, I, I guess women are or like more more like masculine now? Is it just because men are less masculine or? Well, the thing is, man. Starting in the the '60s, they started to incentivize women mm -hmm. to be more the head of the household. Yeah, that's the thing. So when women are sitting around here having to pay the bills and do everything, and then the boys, the men, are taught to be feminized mm -hmm. by just the whole system. Mm -hmm. When we start looking at television in the 70s, we started seeing the feminization of black men. The 70s, we started seeing people like Flip Wilson. Mm -hmm. Flip Wilson used to go on TV with a dress. We wow. started seeing it very early. Then um, in the 80s and 90s, we started seeing more black men with dresses on. Mm -hmm. Dr. Welsing talked about this. Um, she talked about it in the next 20 years, and she said this, what? 30 years ago, yeah. we're going to see black men openly running around in dresses now, and that's exactly what we're seeing. Absolutely. That's a deliberate feminization of men because black men have to be targeted in the system of white supremacy. It's a symbolic castration mm -hmm. to make the black man less of a man. When you look at movies, they always have the black man in a subservient position or a position under his woman to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Like the Woman King movie, look at the title, Woman King. A king is a man. Mm -hmm. You dig? And in the opening scene of The Woman King, they're slaughtering a bunch of black men. You mm -hmm. know? So that type of imagery, 
that goes into the subconscious minds of young people, and they mm -hmm. think, okay, this is normalized. So mm -hmm. it's a real. We got to understand how media works in this stuff too. Yeah, right. Because like, I kind of always like says right that like, I I feel like men got more feminine now, right? Like, cause like life is easier for us, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like back then, like we had to get up at 3 a.m. and mm -hmm. go hunting, right? Come yeah. back, right? Yeah. And now, like, we can, you know, like, order DoorDash, you know, hopping, right? Like, right, you know, so, like, as life gets easier, do we become just, just more, you know, feminine? Yeah, yeah, because as men, back in the day, when I was growing up, as a man, in order to go out here and get your money, in order to go out here and do stuff to meet women at the club or whatever, yeah. you have to go out here in a physical location and, get and engage with physical people. Mm -hmm. Women had to feel your masculine energy. Yeah. If you were at a club or a bar in the streets and there were other men around, yeah. there had to be a certain level of respect. You mm -hmm. couldn't be talking crazy to niggas because <laughs> there was repercussions. Yeah. Now you got internet <laughs> culture. Niggas are, fuck you, nigga. Yeah. West Side, you gang banging on Twitter. Yeah. You talking crazy to niggas you ain't never seen before, and there's no repercussions. Mm -hmm. That makes you more of a bitch because you got a lot of bitch I dudes out here who gossip, talk trash <laughs> on in the internet, yeah. ain't gonna bust a grape, and that that feminizes you. There's no repercussions for you running your mouth like that. Yeah. So that by definition makes a dude into a bitch. You know? Yeah, man, bro. It's the comment sections, the YouTube streamers, the yeah. Oh man, bro, yeah. them niggas have to follow us. Bro, yeah, bro. they talk the most <laughs> trash. There's no repercussion. Now yeah. they know you can't do all that woofing yeah. in person with nobody. Yeah, <laughs> no, listen, right? Now, like, listen, like you gotta start doing like like um your videos like standing up, right? Because if do see that you're like six foot seven in person, <laughs> <laughs> like six five, six five. Yeah. Nah, nah, hell no. Because yeah. AD's like six four, so like, okay, okay. right? Yeah. And like you're like Rizzo height, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm like a little bit shorter than Rizzo. Rizzo yeah. six six, right? No, uh, six seven here. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm a little shorter than yeah, Rizzo. Yeah, yeah Rizzo, right. Yeah, so I'm yeah. six five. I'm, I'm around six five. Well, six six. Yeah, you feel me, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right? Because AD. It, it, it's 6'4", and you tower over 80. So that's a 6'6", yeah, six, yeah, six, yeah. right? 6'5", yeah. right? Yeah, if dude actually seen how big he was in person, mm -hmm. like, do you feel like the um, hate online will, 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 like, cease? Yeah, well, when they see me in person, it's never the same energy. It's yeah. never the same yeah. when we get down in person. You know, niggas get real humble in person. <laughs> but, but online, you know, cats can say whatever without any repercussion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back in the day, man, as kids, if we... Whatever you said, man, you had to stand on that. Yeah. And now cats literally live online now. So, no um, you know, th that that has made the game corny to a certain degree. And women don't respect that shit. Women don't like no yapping ass dude who's <laughs> on all. the internet, you know? At all, man. Now, like, how did you avoid getting canceled in all these years, man? Because, like, you're, there's a bunch of your, like, contemporaries who had their run on YouTube, man, mm -hmm. and then a guy, like, Kicked up out of here, yeah. and now they're nowhere, right? So, like, how did you avoid being canceled all these years? Yeah, because I, I only speak facts, and I don't do malicious stuff. I don't just be saying shit just yeah. to be saying it. Because a lot of times people get on YouTube, and they just be beefing just for the sake of beefing. Mm -hmm. And then you end up getting canceled. You just can't do that shit forever. Yeah. Um, just talking reckless just to be a person who gets clicks. Yeah. You have a lot of that. People who deliberately say wild shit for clicks. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, I usually come with a lot of substantive conversations, and people can respect that. Yeah, of, course. Yeah. of course, man. Now, okay, so I, first off, I do want to give you credit, right? Because mm -hmm. one of your old enemies, he was in like the news headlights, right? Yeah. Uh, O'Shea Duke Jackson was going at him, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Thomas Sotomayor. Mm -hmm. And they were laughing and clowning him for now being broke and, yeah. and, and <laughs> like, sorry, it, it, it's not funny, right? But being broke, bankruptcy, all type of shit, right? Yeah. You actually like like 
steer clear of that. Yeah, because he's down bad right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, to see him down bad like that, I, I think he kind of recently made a video saying, "I, I didn't even." When somebody's <laughs> just down bad, I, I don't want to be a bully. <laughs> yeah, you did because yeah, yeah. I've already done spank, spanked this guy for years, <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of sad to see. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like you, you're you're a boxer, you see an old boxer yeah. who's just raggedy and down, and you know you, you kind of want to help him out a little bit. Yeah, right. Look though, right. So he's like. Um, and he's really smart, a great orator, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you ever consider, you know, I guess, like, working on something together? Rather, like, you start, 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 you know, your own, own like, production company, and, you know, and something to a little deal, you feel me, to, like, oh, no. do a little podcast? I, w- I wouldn't work with him because he has a, a kind of a track record of kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, biting people in the back. Yeah. I would talk to him just to see how he's doing. I don't want nobody being fucked up in the game. You know yeah, what I'm course. saying? But I would sit down and talk to him yeah. just to chop it up with him and just, you know, kind of bury the hatchet and just like, you know, we cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I, I don't like any black person um, doing bad in any way, even if I'm beefing with him. Like Umar, you know, me and him beef. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to do bad. Yeah, you know, I don't wish bad on that dude. I want him to be successful in the school thing. So Tommy... I would sit down with him. Mm. Now, I'm still do the crispy puppet. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, I did a puppet about Tommy yeah. called the crispy puppet. And that really fucked with him a lot. Yeah. And I, I stopped doing the crispy puppet because too many kids were getting into it. it <laughs> He called that colorist though, right? Like no, it's not. It had it had yeah, no, no, yeah, it had yeah. nothing to do with with the yeah, color of the skin. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the puppet was ashy. <laughs> <laughs> the puppet was ashy, so we called it crispy. Not, but like he just has so much talent, man. Like it's just uh-huh. it's just like sad to see. It's like if he would have just like reeled it in just a little bit, right? Yeah, but when he started doing pornography, uh, it's started, over, man. Man, I knew it was down. You ain't no coming back. You old in a motherfucker doing porn. <laughs> You out there, yeah. On OnlyFans, I know, right? That's yeah, the thing that, that, that's the, come on. That, you all the way, you down bad when you release the Batman. <laughs> you know, at that age, yeah. if, you, if you're a young girl, um, like 21, 22, uh, you know, you that age doing porn, a girl, but a, a, a middle-aged nigga getting into porn, yeah. that's not a good look. You out here <laughs> fucking looking like Morgan Freeman from the back. And, <laughs> right? That shit well, don't look good. He was paying women, too, right? Like, the, like, like the, what the fuck? <laughs> like... What's your take on tricking, right? Because like, let's say like, so yo, I have, I have a favorite rapper, right? Mm-hmm. Call finesse two times. All right. Now this dude, now I think he was like an ex pimp, but now right, but he says fuck a lever, I do not feed her. Mm-hmm. Um, like she won't get no lobster out of me is French fries, and that's it. Like so, he's against tricking in mm-hmm. all four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're in the game, yeah, you gotta be. <laughs> right? You know, wall. Now, well, now, like, he's a rapper now, right? Right, but like, what's your take on just, like, on just tricking in regular relationships? No, if you're a young dude who's single, you shouldn't be tricking your shit off. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta cultivate your mouth. Yeah. If you are a young dude, you shouldn't be tricking, especially if you're a young dude who don't have any kind of notoriety. Mm-hmm. Now, dude... Like a, uh, a celebrity or politician, mm-hmm. that's understandable because that's kind of hush money. Like, yeah. hey, let me give you a little something. Don't put, don't put my business out yeah. there like that. Or if you're in a situation or whatever, you got a little side joint, mm-hmm. eh, 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 don't put my business out yeah, there. Yeah, you know? yeah. But if you're single, <laughs> ain't no reason to be tricking off your fucking money. Yeah. You know? Use your mouthpiece and go out there and get it how you live. 
How do you cultivate the mouthpiece, though? Um, by being around other thorough dudes, being mm -hmm. around men. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. Learning confidence, being around some dudes who got some game, getting around some older cats, if you can find some older cats, mm -hmm. and, which is what I did. I hung around older cats when I was younger who would serve me with the game. Don't be around a bunch of young, goofy niggas who don't know <laughs> the same shit you don't know. Yeah. You know, get you some veterans and learn some games so you can go out here and start dealing. And also, get with some older women if you're younger. Get mm -hmm. with some, they'll teach you the game so that you'll know how to move and shake around women and you won't be out here having to have a transactional relationship all the time. Yeah, right. But, like, how do you spot a cougar? Like, how do you mm. spot, like, an old bitch who, like, <laughs> like, who's looking to, like, trick off some money? <laughs> no, not even, no, <laughs> she, can, she, she can just give you some game, you yeah. know what I'm saying? She might yeah. not even throw some paper at you, yeah, but yeah. she can just be an older chick who kind of gives you some game. They'll yeah. pull you under their wing yeah. and kind of lace you with some game. The younger chicks won't do that, but an no. older one will kind of let you know, hey, you ain't, no, that ain't right, this ain't right, that mm. ain't right. Um... And, you know, you got a lot of cougars out here. The good thing, you got a lot of sisters out here who are older who look hella good still. Of course. You dig? So, and that's another thing. Sometimes you don't know how old these motherfuckers are when mm -hmm. you're out here at the club meeting them. You no, know, they might look right. 25. You might be with somebody's 57-year-old auntie. You know, they might be in their 50s or something. No, you some of that civil rights pussy and you don't even know it. So, there's a lot of older, seasoned women out here you can learn the game from. Man, nah, that's a fact right now. Let's get to Charleston White, man. Yeah. Do you know know him? Yeah, I know of Charles. Yeah, Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, what's your take on on his message, man? Like, because yeah. like, people will say, listen, and he spits the fifty percent truth, but then like the yeah. other fifty percent is just just some like other you know like wild shit, right? So, like, what's your yeah. take on Charleston White and like, guess his his war on street niggas and gang members? You know, Charleston White is the embodiment of black people on the internet. That's why they <laughs> gravitate towards him. Yeah, he that, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing <laughs> yeah. because. He's actually real about a lot of stuff, yeah. even with the bullshit. Yeah. You know, that's real stuff. Like a lot of people get on get on him about with the snitching and all that stuff about telling the police. Hey, I I call the police. Here's the thing, man. Most of these dudes out here, <laughs> they'll call the police too. <laughs> yeah. It ain't just Charles and White. He'll admit it. <laughs> yeah. You have these street dudes out here who get into an altercation and you put some on them. They'll run and file charges on you. Absolutely. Quickly. All of these niggas that do that yeah. shit. Ain't nobody really trying to catch a fair one, fair one. I, I'll give Charleston his respect if they say, hey, I call the police. Yeah. I got the police on speed dial. Yeah. I can respect that to yeah. a certain degree. He keeps it 100 <laughs> with the fuck shit. He's about the realest dude out here on the internet. Even I don't agree with some of the bullshit, yeah. but at least he's real about yeah. the bullshit. Yeah. I can respect that to a certain degree. I can't even hate on it. Yeah, right. Okay. So that part, yes, right? Yeah. But like when he says death to all gang members and like, and like shit like that. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is for clicks. Yeah, of course. A lot of that's, uh, and again, that represents niggas because people do shit for clicks. At least he'll admit, hey, I do shit for clicks. Yeah. A lot of cats out here will do anything and say anything for a YouTube click. A lot of these niggas out here banging on the internet, they ain't real bangers. Mm -hmm. They're banging for YouTube clicks. Charleston will admit that that's what he's doing. I ain't got nothing to do but to respect that. Yeah. Now, like, you probably didn't, like, see this, right? But Charleston White uh, was banned from L.A., right? Mm -hmm. all, you know, and all the members said, bro, you cannot come Oh, yeah. That anymore. I know. That I know. I know. I'm and he you. actually came back, like, two weeks ago. Mm. And took all type of pictures and videos. Is that a black mark on, like, whoever, like, banned him? Or, like, do you feel like... Nobody can really ban anybody from any city, bro. Well, no, I mean, yeah, you can yeah. sneak in. Like Takashi came and at, came at seven in the morning down yeah. in LA, taking pictures in front of the Nipsey mural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
he did it for like 60 seconds <laughs> and jumped in the car because people were on his bumper yeah. within 60 seconds. He had to do that shit real quick mm -hmm. and then the word got out. So yeah, you can sneak around and take pictures here and there, but mm -hmm. as far as kicking it, nah, you can't do that. No, you know? man, right? Yo, listen, man. Oh, uh, but the last thing I do want to like touch on yeah. is the Shanquel Robertson, man. Yeah. Yo, what's your take on that whole... Whole, uh, you know, like against that situation. Yeah, that was raggedy. The the young sister who went down there to Mexico with her so called friends, and then they jumped on her and killed her. Yeah. And it sounds like they were plotting on doing that all along. Mm -hmm. This is why, again, going back to energy and certain people around us, man, we know when certain people don't have the right energy, mm -hmm. when their energy is negative, sometimes because they can be fun to be around, we accept mm -hmm. their negative energy. Yeah, we have to get off that bullshit. Absolutely, we got to get non constructive people away from us because it can become deadly. We got to be around people who are constructive, people who are about our empowerment, people who want to see us grow, people who are about handling business. And let's put all the superficial bullshit aside and grow as a group. Yeah, man. Wait, so, okay, right. So like, who do you go to then like, for advice? Because you like, like, you like spoke on maintaining like a strong group. Yeah. So who do the person who has all the advice and like all the answers, right? Who do you go to for advice? Um, a lot of the people who are my elders who are in my movies, um, mm -hmm. um, Brother James Small, Brother Kaba, uh, mm -hmm. um, Claude Anderson. Luckily, mm -hmm. these people are still here, and I get a lot of good game from them, and I study them. These are um, the people that I idolize. So again, I always get people who are older, who's been there, done that, so I can get some wisdom and game from them. Man, yo, no. Nah, I def listen, I definitely think that Dr. Claude Anderson, right, but he don't really like, like do much like speaking... He's done so much right? already, though. Yeah, I mean, I he's done a ton of work. This brother yeah. has so many books out. Get his books. Yeah. Get the game. He already he's done it all already. Yeah, so man. the game is already out there. Man. Dr. Welsing, the game is out there. She wrote the the book, the ISIS Papers, the most really important book about understanding racism. Mm -hmm. It's out there. Oh wow. Get it, man. Oh, and then the last thing. I, again, this is like like the uh, last question, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't call names, man. Mm -hmm. But I just seen 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 the cartoon, man. Of the crack habit. Stealing from the grocery stores, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tariq. Wait, why was that made? And then two, were there ever like come a time where like they can say, you know what, bro? No moss, no moss. I give up, Tariq. You want, please leave us alone. Yes, and so sometimes when people try to come at me, what I do, I like to mock them with puppets and cartoons. Yeah. That's kind of my MO. I just make a, I turn it into a brand and it's hard for them to come back mm. from being ridiculed with a cartoon or a puppet. Yeah. So that's what it is. I kind of keep the beefs fun and I don't take some of these dudes um, too seriously and I just do what I do. Yeah. And to be fair though, like a lot of your enemies have reached out and mm. and like, we've always said no. Right, right. Right. Because mm. one, like y'all don't have nothing <laughs> to, to really like, mm -hmm. to, right, to, right, to, right to talk about. Yeah. And then two, you know, like it's, it's obviously a symbiotic read. Read like it's like for example, right? It's a week is coming and giving us like good game. The views is high as well, right? Mm -hmm. Why would we trick that off? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> to fuck with you know, I know some some unknown dickhead who's trying to get some clout. You know, that's all it is. You know? Right, you know right. So you know, so nah, man. Feel me, like real talk. Y'all cannot come up here, bro. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Leave us alone, man. <laughs> man, folks, Tariq, man, listen. I appreciate you, man. Listen, like next month, I definitely have you here. Yo, so would you ever like do a, do a debate with, let's say, Destiny? And he's a white liberal. He's not a racist. Uh, he's anti-racist, you know. But like, you know, 
I don't know who that is, but let me give me some information about who Destiny is, and we'll see what's going on. Yeah, right. Because he's actually somebody right now, like, like, um, and he's regarded as the best political debater on the internet right now, right? Destiny. Okay, let me look up his stuff. I, I don't know who that is, so I don't definitely, know what his man. opposing views are. But yeah, I'll look into it. Yeah, definitely, man. So, no jumper quills podcast in the world. Man, follow Tariq at, at Tariq. Um, follow me on Instagram at Tariq Elite. Follow me on YouTube at Tariq Radio. Follow me on Twitter at Tariq Nasheed. Yes, sir, man. It's your boy, Portic Flacco.